today we are sharing our final thoughts about Super Mario Brothers Wonder before the game comes out this week, tomorrow. Well, as of the time this podcast is releasing to the public, the game is launching exactly 12 hours <gasps> later. Oh my goodness. So we have a bit of time left to ask ourselves some final questions the about this big game. questions. Ponder some big picture questions about Super Mario Brothers Wonder. So we are going to do just that today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're excited to dig in. We're excited to finally get a chance to play this game and see if all of our things, our thoughts and feelings are right. But yeah, let's get into it. Before we do that, this everything that you see on this channel is brought to you and supported by our wonderful Patreon family. Thank you guys so much. We love you. If you want to join us, we're at patreon.com slash Kit and Krista. I said release to the public 12 hours before because our Patreon subscribers get it at least another day earlier than that. Oh, yeah. So if you want to be one of the first people in the world Ooh. to hear every episode of the Kit and Krista podcast, see every episode of Super Kit and Krista 64, that can be arranged. It can be, it it can can be, be yours for the low, low <laughs> fee of joining us on patreon.com slash Kit and Krista. There are tons of other really fun exclusive member benefits as well. We are um, going to be doing more Patreon exclusive content coming up in the next couple of weeks. We got something, I'm looking, I'm eyeing something right now mm. that will probably become a Patreon exclusive. So, and Patreon, Patreon's really upped its game uh, over the last couple months as well. They've, they put out a new mobile app that's looking great. You can now, in addition to subscribing and getting things that way, they have a shop where you can get things individually. Yeah. Uh, we have, you, know, you can get things from us. Like you can you can meet with us privately. Uh, we can autograph something for you. Mm -hmm. uh, all sorts of things uh, that yeah. are amazing. So yeah, if you haven't cool. looked at Patreon in a while, maybe now's the time to check it out. Yeah. Uh, we are deep in the midst of Mario week, which we is are very only, exciting. Only a couple more days to go. Yeah. But it's a week long celebration of Mario. Again, if we, if we did it for Sonic, we gotta do it for Mario. If we did it for Zelda, we gotta do it for Mario. True, it's fun. It's amazing <laughs> we could do both in the same year. That, another, I mean, that's pretty special. Another one of those Mario Zelda yeah. years, which is really very special. Right, so we have released all sorts of videos so far. We've put out our 3D Mario tier list. Yep. We already released the 2D tier list prior to Mario week. Mm -hmm. um, ranked Mario music. We've ranked Mario music. And something that's amazing about Mario week this time, as opposed to the other weeks, is it's actually going into the weekend. Yes. Uh, so Saturday. Just too much Mario stuff. Saturday will be our final Mario Week video when everybody's already playing Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Uh, it's a great way to cap it off with just one last big Mario, Mario video from yeah. us. Yeah, and obviously we're going to be playing Super Mario Wonder as well as part of Mario Week. So mm -hmm. that's going to be really fun, but we've had a great time just looking back at Sort of the history of Mario and celebrating Mario and wow, how far this the series has series has come. It's it really amazing. did hit me like it's been a long time since a, a big Mario game has come out. Yeah, like Odyssey was a lot longer ago than it I really than it feels like to me. Has been a like lot that, longer. That feels like it was just you know a couple years ago, but it's been yeah you know, six six seven years it's been or something. Seven years. Whoa. Yeah. A long and time. A, a a a big you know sort of. 2D Mario game hasn't come out in like, what did we say, like 11 years? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, since the launch of the Wii U. Oh. It's, it's nuts so. 11 years, yeah. Nuts yeah, so. What have they been nuts. doing over there at Nintendo? Sipping coffee? My gosh. <laughs> Get to work. Yeah, so um, it, it is a very special yeah. time, and I think uh, everybody should just take a moment to revel 
in this rare moment yeah. that we have because it might be another 11 years. I don't know. Let's hope not. I do. I am looking forward to next stop. New Super Mario Brothers Wonder. <laughs> Here it comes. Uh-oh, uh-oh. For the Switch 2? <laughs> we got it right this time. <laughs> New. <laughs> the, the gimmick is going to be coins. Uh. Just kidding. Um, but yes, we're very excited to celebrate all things Mario. Hope that you guys have been following along and enjoying all the great Mario videos as well. Um, another big thing that we did over the weekend... Uh, was going to Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Oh, now that the show's over, you know what it's called. Exactly. Good for you. Yes, I finally learned the name of the thing. It's a long name. It's a mouthful. Yes, so that, that's the reason why Mario Week is going into the weekend, is we have already released our big vlog from this event uh, the other day. We, oh, yeah. We, we can't miss a slot for Super Kit and Krista. we got to make those slots. So we had to extend Mario Week by a day, but it's great. Yes, so this is an event that we had wanted to go to for a while. Uh, saw all of our friends going to it last year and said, gosh, yeah. we gotta, we got to find a way to go to that. Fortunately, they um, had us come as speakers. Yay. So we did a whole big panel there for that. It went great. And, I mean, this show was so big. Like, the scope of it was massive. Like, it was on par yeah. with other shows that we had been to, but it's entirely dedicated to retro gaming. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect, but it was a show that I, you know, I think we've both been really interested in for a long time, and it's a little bit different than you know a PAX or um, some of those other you know Comic Con um, because it is very dedicated to retro games. But I was just so surprised at like how big it was. How many? I think they said there were there were over three hundred you know vendors all specializing in retro games. They had a lot of really fun sort of nostalgic things as well. Like they brought the, um, um, like the last blockbuster, which is in Bend, Oregon. Mm -hmm. They brought that experience to the show. They had the Tetris World Championships. I've never seen so many um, NES and, and uh, you know, those like retro like CRT TVs or whatever. I've never seen that, like so many of those in a long time like that. And they had this huge like Tetris tournament. Um, they had arcade machines. Um, there's a lot of like local like barcades and stuff in the area that were participating, and just like endless things for you to buy um, and treasure hunt. And it was amazing. I thought it was so cool. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is unlike other shows, like there's not that much that's new there. There were some smart companies that had kind of retro leaning games that yeah. were there showing new things right so like digital eclipse our friends who make you know the atari 50 and the karateka mm -hmm. making of they had a booth there it made, made a lot of sense i actually think there's a lot of other companies that could do something like that yeah because it, it you know their games are inspired and do have the feel that is like of retro games the audience that you're trying to right. tap into is like the people that have all the nostalgia and memories yeah. of these um you know retro games the so. other thing that was interesting was like not everybody there was like an old geezer like yourself you know there were a lot of like younger people who definitely yeah. were not around when these systems were there but are just you know interested in games and you know love want to know the history of right it. and lo yeah. love 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 a good game no matter when it came out so that right. so that was very um uh inspiring to see honestly just totally. like you know people do care about classic games and mm -hmm. it's not just always the hot new things so that 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 made yeah. me feel good there were also interestingly 
this kind of genre of game of people making new games for old hardware. Yeah, that there, was very There were a surprising. number of booths of people doing that. So were there some people who were making it for old Atari mm -hmm. hardware, definitely yeah. a lot of like old NES. We played Super Mario Brothers on, on the, the Intellivision. Intellivision. The controller was very, it was like a really strange way to play. I have, yeah, I have very little experience with the Intellivision. That controller is basically like a TV remote. It, yeah. Where it just like it literally has, like has one, through, one through nine numbers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a very odd experience. But uh, interesting that, that, that they're doing that. That you know? was not an ideal way to play Super Mario Pretty Brothers. Hard. But, but they made it. I'm sure they feel great that they, you know, got it up and running. And exactly. It, it didn't look that it's very novel, Different? at least. Very novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that seems to be a big kind of cottage industry of, of people who just love that, you know, generation yeah. so much. It's like, well, I got a great idea for a game. I'm going to make it for the, the system that I love so much. It's kind of cool. It's like, you know, how people like print vinyl records nowadays, you know? It's yeah. Like, it's like the same thing where it's just, it has a different feeling when it's on the old hardware. Um, so I can see the, uh, I see the appeal. Well, sure. I mean, it's cool because there are new game design ideas that weren't really around or as right. popular then. So it's fun to see, like, can I, can I do, can I pull this off on this very limited hardware? Right, right. Yeah. That's a challenge that I totally. think people are trying to totally. take on. Uh, speaking of challenges, we tasked ourselves with the challenge of finding mischief makers for the Nintendo 64. And you might yeah. say, why that? So when we... Earlier this year, I forget when it was, it was like February or something, yeah. we did a video where we went to some local retro game shops and we asked our Patreon folks, what, what should we get? And a lot of people out of the blue said Mischief Makers. I, don't, I never played Mischief Makers. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know much about it, but I was like, I all right, either. well, that, se that seems cool. Let's, let's try and find that. We've been looking ever since. We haven't found it. You famously went to a retro game store in Los Angeles that you filmed for a video. Yeah. Where it said, like you had a text call out, no mischief makers here. And when I was watching the video, I was like, it's right there. Yeah, it was like in a pile of like N64 games. <laughs> and I just didn't see it because I, 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 I'm like you, I was not super familiar with the game. So it wasn't like a, a you know, a box art or a, a label that popped yeah. out at me. Like, oh, I know exactly what Mario Kart looks but like. But it was there. But it was there. And I will take the L, okay? Oh I will take the L, okay? But... We made it a sort of a big goal to search for mischief makers. I mean, that's part of the fun of a show like this, which yeah. is like, can, can I get can list? I get through this whole can show and it? find this thing that I really want to get? Yeah. And there were some highs and lows though, and it's captured in our vlog. The state of Nintendo sixty four is interesting because a lot of these places just didn't have that much. Right. A lot of the places that had any sort of N64 games, only sports games. Pe People of the world. Retro game purveyors of the world. <laughs> Let me just suggest something. Take all of the random sports games that you have and throw them in the trash. Oh. Because you're never going to sell them. Nobody wants them. They're just taking up space. It's like, oh, you, oh, you have NFL quarterback club 97? Well, I was looking for 96. I can't, I'm not, nobody, nobody wants any quarterback club. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, we flipped through bins, oh so many gosh. bins. Like, we literally were flipping through bins and bins of N64 games. And I, 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 would, I think that it was like 90% sports was games. 10% yeah. were like very common Nintendo first party games. Like, yeah. 
Class, classics. Classics. Certified classics. Before, but, you know, car, yeah, whatever. Right. Um, and that's fine. Uh, th- those are obviously, right. yeah, if you were collecting, if you, if you wanted to get your hands on like a full set of, you know, games that launched on N64 from Nintendo, like all of those are probably available to you. Um, the other thing about just looking for an N64 game that was tough is no label on the top of the cartridge. So you're Stinks. literally just having to like flip you through have to go, yeah. one at yeah, a time. Versus just like eyeballing a stack of like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like this one's yeah. much more intensive to go through every Very intensive. One. Very intensive. Right. Um, anyways, we have some highs and lows of that. Uh, we did... F- Are you going to so, show? Well, you know, way to make it anticlimactic. So we did get it. Yes. So we literally were about to leave and we're like, oh, maybe there's like a handful of other 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 um, stands that we have not seen yet. Yeah. So we went to this one, like again, literally as we were about to leave. And like, mm-hmm. nah, fine, we'll just look at one more. And they had it. They did have it. At, in our budget, in our price range, yeah. in great shape. Uh, it could not have happened in a more like a fairy tale fashion. I was going to yes. say, yeah, it was literally the last place that we checked before we were about to leave. We were feeling a little hopeless because we did find a um, a pristine, like, complete in box. This was like mint in box, but it also cost $250. It was really expensive. Which and I, I was not going to spend $250. I didn't want to spend $250. Because <laughs> I, I really just wanted to, I wanted to get this and I wanted to play it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were kind of losing hope and we were a little disappointed because we couldn't afford the mint in box one. Um, and then I wouldn't want to open it if I had the mint in box one. You know what I mean? Like, then what's the no. point? So anyhow, we were just, we wanted to just look for the cartridge, but uh, we finally found it. It was incredible. Um, it, was a little, it was a little scary because when we were pulling it out, like, of the stack, we didn't know how much it was. I know. It could have been, like, $500. I know. And we were, like, waiting that for... That would have been a real bummer the like some, someone to come help us and so we were both like kind of holding our breath hoping that it was uh within our budget but yes by the now. end by the end though we had so many people helping us look for this so we really did so we went out we to really dinner did. with chris kohler who works at digital eclipse and he's like a real like pillar of the yeah. retro game community he's he would like, have found it for us he's like okay we i'll together. you know i'll uh, i'm doing a lot of searching myself for, for things i want i'll look for this for you we put out a call at our panel hey yeah. anybody can you help us find it? And actually, it was after our panel that we found the mitten box. Yeah, one of, one of the people like chased us down. Like, yeah. we found it. Yeah, and then we like he like took us to the booth yeah. and everything, and and yeah, it was beautiful, but it wasn't. It just wasn't one that we um, wanted to buy because we we really wanted to play it, and we didn't want to pay two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah. So very happy that that worked out. Yeah. Hopefully, our our impression of mischief makers is not that it's trash. Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> like so yeah, happen. the point is, is that we are going to play this game. Right. We're gonna do a playthrough of yes. mischief makers. I need to get my Nintendo sixty four. I have one. Get so. some cable converters for yes. modern modern cables and such. But yes. Yeah. So we're really really excited about this, and we both have never played this game before. I've now learned more about mischief makers than I ever thought I would need to know, but. I'm excited to try this game out finally. Yeah. Um, now that we got our got our hands on uh, on it finally, right. so it's gonna be great. Uh, lastly, we did say last week that the panel that we did at Portland would be in this podcast. Yeah, we're doing a switcheroo because again, we had so much that we had to put in this Mario episode. Yeah, we didn't want to sacrifice the Mario, so we're going to be releasing that as a standalone thing after Mario Week. Right. Uh, the topic is is something that you know works uh, any any time. So, yeah. So it's not like it's going to get stale or anything. But right. You so can you look, guys look will, forward to that. We'll see it at, um, later, in a week or so. Yes. Yes. 
Um, but yeah, great time at um, PRGE.、Mm -hmm. It's always confusing, but yeah, we had we had fun. Yeah, thanks to the the team over at Portland、uh, who really、uh, you know made us feel very very welcome and,、yeah. and at home there, and、uh, got to see a lot of great people and meet some people for the first time. Yeah, so, really loved thank it. Thank you. Yes, that was awesome.、Uh, last thing to say is we uh, uh, if you have not been catching up on them. We are continuing with our Super Mario RPG streams on the Super NES.、Mm -hmm. We are up to part four now. We're doing really well. We're making some good progress. Yeah,、uh, those are all archived on our YouTube channel. If、right. you want to get caught up, yes.、Uh, we don't have a firm schedule for these, but we're doing about one a week. So、right. just keep an eye out on our social yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm feeling really good、out. about you know. You're feeling good about your contribution of not playing and not giving me tips. I'm feeling very good about our ability to hopefully finish this game before the remake comes out. But I'm not going to pretend like I know what I'm doing because I haven't played this game. You、before. know who does Super Pistachio? That's right. Yes. Super Pistachio, Elite Peach.、Um, we have a, a number of wonderfully、um, uh, just people that are we can count on、um, from our Patreon community that have been in our chat while we stream. Basically, living, breathing game guides,、mm -hmm. which have been very helpful. Right.、Um, so. Thank you. <laughs> Channeling the Nintendo gameplay counselors of yore. Yeah, the game genies <laughs> of yore <laughs> are nigh. Yes.、Um, but yes. All right. Great. I really want to sink my teeth into the juicy haunches of Super Mario Wonder. <laughs>、uh, but 1st we've got to shout out our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. Thank you. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. I feel like, in terms of like food, we're getting into like the announcement season of food because Thanksgiving and Christmas,、oh. it's basically like the E3 season、okay. for food. Okay. Okay.、Um, so it's always nice to have like some of these easy. Um, quick dinners that you can have as go-to's because you are going to get pretty busy coming up soon with all of your family gatherings and, and things like that、um, as, as fall continues to roll on. Yes.、Um, and HelloFresh is so great with that. You know they have tons of seasonal recipes delivered to your door. You don't have to go to the grocery store. You can save a ton of time, and the food is always delicious. There's、uh, over 40 different menus available every week. And you might even say, like, "Gosh, you know, I don't, I don't have time to even, you know, all the steps that HelloFresh does for me. I don't have time to do that." They have 15-minute meals. There, yeah. There are no excuses with that. 15 minutes is nothing. That's way faster than if you were to get something delivered or go、right. run, run out and get something. So, whatever, whatever time amount you have, whatever degree of, of involvement you want to have, HelloFresh、uh, is ready for you. That's true. And they have some great fall-themed desserts. So if you want、yeah. to impress your friends. You're invited to some dinner and you have to bring dessert. You can like、mm. make your own. Don't tell them. Do it like the pros. Don't make it yourself. Keep it like a secret that you had help from HelloFresh, but like pass it off as like your home baked apple caramel cake. That's right. Cider cake. Genius.、Know? Right? Yeah. Go to hellofresh.com/slash-fifty-kit-krista and use code fifty-kit-krista for fifty percent off plus free shipping. I repeat, go to hellofresh.com/slash-fifty-kit-krista and use code fifty-kit-krista for fifty percent off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. We're gonna put the link right over here and also in the description below. Yes. 
All right, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Yes. Final thoughts. This is it. Get your your things out there because this is it. So let's talk. Let's talk about kind of where we are with this. The game, like I said, we're we're hours away. The countdown is on. The game has leaked. Well, yeah. As was expected. I have not. I've not been exposed to any of that stuff. So. But I'm not as worried about this one because yeah. it's not like a story-heavy game. Like right. I don't really care if you know. It's not like Zelda, so I'm not as bothered. Right, right. It's almost like now when a game doesn't leak, that's more of a shock than when a game does leak. Yeah, I mean, every the, game leaks. All now. the big games, like so, yeah. uh, you know, Spider-Man that, that's coming out the same day that leaked. The mm -hmm. new Sonic game that leaked. I mean, that's just that's just it's what just happens. What happens now? I'm sure. It's just I'm our sure, new. Reality. I'm so. sure Nintendo is shocked uh, at that, though. Well, the voice actor for Mario has been revealed. We're going to talk about that in the news yes. later on. But that has been—we've checked that box. Uh, we don't. Yeah. Nobody's going to be furiously, you know, speed running this when it comes out to, right. to find to out find because the credits. Because we, we do know who this person thanks is. Thanks to now. the leaks, we we figured that out. Great. Um, and they do have this big. Uh, uh, retail demo program where you can go into different stores and I, yeah. I'm hearing that like different stores have different it sounded like some places just kind of let you play for a long time and someone hacked it or what? I'm not sure how that works I thought it was the same as the PAX demo which was locked in about 15 minutes I don't know I mean we played it there so I, I didn't need to hunt this down but yeah. I, some people were saying like yeah they just kind of let me keep going in this game alright <laughs> so okay that's great again I think it's it's there's not as much of like a oh my god like you can't spoil yeah, this thing. it's when, just the level yeah when we were doing embargoes for, for Mario games like this it was definitely a few Levels Not down. Many levels down. From, like 10 levels down. From several other big franchises. Yeah. Where the team was, the team itself was more, more, more easy going, yeah. but also it's like, oh, it's a Mario Especially game. Especially the 2D Mario team. That team is like the most chill. Yeah. yeah. Out of the bunch. Right. So. Now, one thing that has not happened at the time of us recording this, I'm sure it's out by now. It's out by now. The game's Metacritic score. So you can check us right, right. now. Right, um, we, we promise. We promise we are recording this uh, before. Yeah, this is recorded on Mondays, and no Metacritic score is out yet. Yeah. So we want to share our prediction, mm -hmm. and just to give you some context, I'll run through the last couple 2D games. Yep. So let's go from old to new. So mm -hmm. New Super Mario Brothers Wii, before then it started to get a little iffy of how reliable some of these were. So 87. Right. Pretty good. Pretty good. And, and we both agree I, that's I vouch for that game. I, I do like that favorite game. Favorite ones, yeah. Then we take a bit of a dip. New Super Mario <laughs> Brothers 2 on the 3DS. Swap those numbers. 78. Yeah, that one is Not pretty so rough. good. Yeah, I would agree with that one too, actually. Yeah, below 80 for a 2D Mario game. It's a little that's, embarrassing. That's that's tough. That's tough. That is tough. New Super Mario Brothers U, the original on the Wii U, got an 84. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the re-release, uh, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, got an 80. Barely So by then, the I think people range. were just getting a little... Tired. Like they were looking at their watch of, yeah. are we still like, doing are this? Are still doing this? What year is this? Yeah. Agreed. So we, I think we're all ready to move on. Um, so great that we are moving on. Um, so what is your big prediction for this? I think it's going to sit at a 92. Oh, okay. I think this game is going to review quite well. That's very high. I think it's going to review quite well. I think it's going to be high. I don't think it's going to be quite that high. I'm going to say even 90. Even 90. Okay. Yes, yes. 
We were just talking to a game developer who made a very interesting analogy, which saying that kind of 2D platformers are like, are two games as comedies are to movies and film. It's so true because it's it's hard for people to take a comedy, like say you're at the Academy Awards. It's not gonna win that. It's not gonna win an Academy yeah. Award because it's a comedy. But the work that it takes to create a, a really good comedy that everyone likes and, and is like high quality is actually very difficult. And that's what it's kind of like, I, I think, for 2D yeah. uh, platformers as well. And they're crowd pleasers for the public at large. So, exactly. you know, critics might get a little hoity-toity about yeah. it. But, you know, this game's going to sell bonkers. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Exactly. So there is there is this strange-ish disconnect right. of how people perceive a 2D platformer. Yeah. And Not to say that the quality is any less, but it's just no. that... Almost they're not taken as seriously. Especially in a year where we're just inundated with 100-hour RPGs. Yeah. This is decidedly not that. Right. So that's a reason why I think 90 is kind of the cap awesome. on, what, on what I'm sure is going to be a super well-made game. I haven't seen anybody say one disparaging thing about I this game, period. I haven't seen anybody say anything at all. I think the thing that's going to push it over that 90 mark just yes. slightly Um and I, this is something that's really attracted me to this particular 2D Mario game as well, is just how off the wall can these developers get? Like, mm. how zany can they get? They're already, just from the little bit that we've seen from, um, you know, looking at, uh, obviously, uh, the stuff that we saw in the direct, playing the game a little bit, you can just see that they're, like, a little off the rails for this one. Like, they're, like... In a good way. Exactly. Right. That, that's why I think, hopefully, it means the game is going to be scoring higher. Because I think they just went, like, they, like, let loose. Yeah. And you can tell that they did. Um, and if that is kind of carried through the entirety of this game, like, this, this sort of unhinged nature of it, like, I think it could it could bust past that 90 cap. So that that's the only reason why I'm I'm predicting a bit higher because I agree with you. I think that there is a perception of these 2D games, obviously from the history of these 2D Mario games, you can see the scores are just, you know, sort of sub 90. But yeah, there's something about this one. There's something very off the wall weird that's really good and I think is much needed to inject this level of like creativity and freshness into this type of Mario game um, that I think they're going to pull off. Okay. Um, so that that's that's why I think that. But hey, I think also the, the the you know what eleven year gap. There's kind of like a whole new generation of people reviewing games who yeah. haven't had as much exposure to this kind of game, sure. and maybe haven't gone through that thought exercise of how to evaluate it. Because it's interesting because outside of Mario and Sonic, like there's not a lot of other 2D platforming franchises. Like yeah, there, that's there's true. a lot there's a lot of one-off indies that do it really well. Right. But again, it's like it has become kind of a more niche um, genre in a yeah, lot of ways. Yeah. I mean the style of it obviously is very much rooted in sort of traditional classic games. So yeah, there could be a scenario where people that don't have that long-standing history or, or have that kind of um, nostalgia or, or just knowledge foundation of these types of games, like they could go either way actually. You know, they could either be very harsh on it because it's not like Last of Us, right? Right. Or it could swing the other way and they could be like, 
extremely positive because it's something so different for them. Um, and, and so that's what, again, that's why I'm saying that, that, that weirdness, like it could, it could really work in their favor because if you just get someone to kind of surprise them in that way, you know, where some of these bigger hundred hour sort of narrative driven, like cinematic games, like it takes a lot to surprise somebody with that now because it, everyone does it, mm -hmm. you know? So if you could surprise somebody with like a drugged out acid trip of a game, like, Hey, it could work. It's just crazy enough to work. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about Nintendo's job of marketing the game. When we did this for Tears of the Kingdom, I think we had kind of a mixed mm -hmm. feeling about, you know, doing a good job on the couple things that they did, but maybe leaving some meat on the bone. Yeah. As far as things that they could have done but didn't. Right. I have the opposite feeling of this one where I think on I the too. whole they've done a very good job. I do too. I think that they did a really good job of marketing this game. They're not shackled by this sort of fear slash focus fixation on spoilers that yeah. they, the Zelda team is. Right. And it's totally fine that the Zelda team is. That's just, you know, they really want to preserve that aspect of player, you know, discovery. And, and that's completely understandable but you you don't have that baggage with mario games well, they also did they also didn't announce their game six years ago they also <laughs> didn't i mean they announced the game like like three two, months, two ago. months ago yeah, two months ago yeah. exactly because i feel like again they're just unbothered by it yeah. because they're like oh we don't care like you know there's no like big spoiler like okay sure some of the power-ups or whatever you may want to you don't want to get me that moment of mario turning into an elephant obviously was an important surprising delight surprise and delight moment that they probably didn't want to get spoiled so they were probably they have a couple of things like that but it's it's very different vibe than you know with a zelda game or with a big narrative driven game where the team just is not like as fixated on that and i think having that freedom opens them up for more you know cooler marketing um more interesting ways of showcasing the game i thought that the, the Mario Direct followed immediately by hands-on at PAX was chef kiss per picture perfect. Um, and there was, there was even another layer, layer of that where they had people in New York, like impressions hitting just before PAX. Right. So it's like, well, you're going to hear what the public thinks, but first hear from the quote experts. Right, right. And the development team was there right, to do all the right. interviews, to talk about, you know, all of the inspiration behind the game. So that kind of like um, sort of taking the... the sort of the audience on that journey um, is really effective. And we've done that for other games when we were at Nintendo. And that that is really like the masterclass of how you are, how how you should, you know, launch a new new game. You know, that's really like, if you do everything right, that that journey that you take your your consumer on is like the perfect way to, to do it. Yeah, and the, the short window from announcement to launch is really something Nintendo does super well. Yeah. And I think that's that six-year wait, they certainly never intended it for it to be, you know, that long. Yeah. It did trip it really them up in a lot of ways, and it's hard to get momentum Zelda. when you have that much yeah. time in between anything happening. So, yeah, they could just keep the momentum really high and, and you know, go from the announcement to the direct and everything that happened there. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you're, you know, the game's almost out and yeah. you've been very steadily revealing information and having people talk about different things. Yes. So it's tough on the team, obviously, because it's a very short window to do everything. Yeah. But with a game like this, where you don't really have to explain that much, 
like everyone knows what a 2D Mario game is. You have some foundational knowledge of like what this game is. So this short marketing window actually works really well because they just need to have a little bit of time to talk about some of the new breakout things like, you know, new power-ups and new levels and little new, new little details. But it's not like you have to explain like a brand new concept to somebody, right? right? right. So you don't really need that long ramp up. Um, so I think that was really effective for them. And they have had some other, you know, kind of outside of, you know, their usual activities. Uh, they did put out, I'm, I'm, they may still have more of these, those sort of, you know, vertical, short vertical videos mm -hmm. that were showing off the personality of the game, yeah. which were really well done. They got people talking. Yes, I love those. Those are fun. They're like, like humorous and cute. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, people were pointing out like, Again, it feels like this game is taking inspiration from the movie of showing more personality from the mm -hmm. characters, which I think is something that people have always wanted. Yeah, and I think they probably learned a lot from having the movie mm -hmm. earlier this year as well and, and being a part of what that could feel like. You know, you don't ever know until you do it. And I think this is the direct result of the after effects right. of learning about how people react to something that has backstory and personality and expression um i think those little short ver uh, vertical videos that they put out um was a great way to kind of capture some of that humor and, and also the a bit of weirdness you mm -hmm. know that this game clearly is that this game's identity and um yeah i'm glad i'm glad that that movie inspired them to do that because a lot of times it you know i don't think even they kind of fully thought through like what is mario's personality what is Bowser's personality, yeah. but beyond the, the basics, you know? So having that deeper layer there because of the movie is really awesome. We learned a lot about Bowser and got some great meme fuel in the process, so it was, <laughs> it was a win-win. It definitely was a win-win. Yes. I, I did also see that they had these really cool wrapped um, double-decker buses in the UK. Oh, that they were okay. um, they were doing a, a sweepstakes around. Like if you take a photo and you submit a hashtag. Oh, that's cool. Like this kind of like, you know, out of home or, right. or sort of this type of marketing is very difficult to get approval from Nintendo on. So it must mean that they're just kind of a little looser on, yeah. on this, which is awesome. And, and, you know, we always, when we launch games where the team had a bit more like appetite for some of these more like stunty ideas, it was always fun. Mm -hmm. So I, I hope that the, um, that they're able to like have a little bit of fun with the marketing as well. Yeah. And yeah. it definitely shows through and I, it's been great to see it. Mm -hmm. All right, so high marks for the marketing. Next, let's see if we can predict how the sales are going to look. Yeah. And we did this in a previous episode. But we don't remember I, what it and was. And I think we both quickly forgot and we weren't able to find what it was. So we're starting fresh on yeah. this again. If you find the episode and you want to call us out, please yes. feel free. But I, don't, I can't find it. Um, so what, what, what window of time are you looking at for this? Are we thinking launch window? Like, well, what is what is the launch window? Now to the end of the year. Launch window is like three months, right? So that, yeah. So you could say now to the end of the year. Sure, like through yeah. through the the holidays, right? January first, twenty twenty four. Okay, why are you looking at me like that? Because you're being very uh, wishy washy about this. Okay, I think it's going to do quite well. I mean, well, in yeah. The holiday season. Um. Gosh. Twenty five. Million? In three months? Wow. Pokemon did 30. And not in three months. Was it in three that, months? That's like in a year or something. No, it wasn't in a year. No. 
I don't think it's going to be that. I, th I, uh, I like, so I'm, I'm going to look at a different period of time. I'm going to look at the, like a year. And again, like, you know, who knows what the state of the switch will be in a year. Well, the, yeah, but, in a year. Yeah, I think this will be firmly in, the, you know, the, the 20 million plus. Yeah. The, you know, 2025 million, I think is yeah. pretty, pretty Li the reasonable. Lifetime sales? Yeah, within, a, within okay. a year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Three months, I guess we can go a little, I, I don't know. I feel like this game is, might be very surprising, so. I have high hopes for this game. Honestly. I mean, it, it is a perfect holiday game. Because it it's is. something that... All types of people will, will want to get this this movie audience that has the awareness now. Like mm -hmm. you can't discount them. You really can't. Like this movie is still so popular. I see, I see people watching it all the time. Like literally all the time. Mm -hmm. People talk about Mario so much now. It's so on people in people's just like normal, you know, normal non gaming people's um, radar. So. I don't know. I feel like it might it might be really high, and I, I would love I'd love to see, you know, if there is any sort of like I, I bet it's really hard to do this, but kind of a correlation between the two, you know, of like how big did the audience actually expand after this movie, mm -hmm. and and do they did they really translate into Nintendo's core business of video games? Like, did they really build that bridge? Did it happen? Because um, that'd be really interesting, but. Yeah, I, I have high I have high hopes for this game. I think people like want Mario like badly. It is something that, that you know it was a hackneyed phrase, but it does appeal to everybody. Like, you know, young, old, experienced, not, it's got multiplayer, it's got online, mm -hmm. it's really got everything you could you could yeah. want. You have a huge install base. Yeah. You have new people that um, are are made aware of Mario from like a different thing that's not a game. Um, I don't know, the, the, the ground is very, like, the, the stage is set yeah. in a perfect way yeah. for them to just, like, knock it out of the park. All right, well, however you slice, it's going to be a big success. Yeah. Uh, look at the game itself. What are you most excited for? I know I've been saying this, like, so much, but I just want to know how weird it is. Like, take me on the acid trip. I'm ready. Like, I'm ready for it. I want it to okay. be, I want it to be, like, ridiculous. I want to laugh. I want to look at my switch and say, why and what is this? <laughs> like, I just want all of that. I want the the weird zaniness that this team I know has in them. Mm -hmm. um, and I want them to just like fire hose it at me, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I, 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 I feel like the um, some of the power-ups that we've seen are just the beginning of the weirdness too. Like, I know there's going to be more like, Weird power ups and mm. stuff like that. I want to see a Bowser elephant. I, I want all. I want all of it. I just give it. Give it to me. <laughs> it's gonna be good. I think I'm most hyped for the badges. Um, you know, we the the Mario 2D gameplay has been very, you know, set for a long time. Of this yeah. is how the game operates. This is how everything works, and it's always super fun. But now knowing that you can sort of customize it to even further enhance the way mm -hmm. that you like to play or to push you down another path of yeah. what if I try this or what if I want to get into playing this way that I never really could. Right. I think that's super fun. That was something that I never really considered the Mario series going into, especially yeah. a 2D Mario game. Yeah, totally. And we did get a taste of those at Nintendo Live and they were really neat. So I think that's going to be a major major incentive um, to come back to the game and try it again different ways and find your favorite 
And again, it could completely change up the way that I play. Like the way that I play Mario is like, I, I go pretty fast through the levels. I, right. I, I like to do that, but maybe there's something that makes you pause. Something else that gives me another, yeah, it's like, oh, well now, now I'm very focused on, on doing this thing that I never really Did got before. that focused yeah. on before because I have this badge and it's super fun to do this thing now. So that's, that's really what I was like. I want to get a lot of these badges. I want to try them out. I want to see which mm -hmm. ones I like. That's, that's very exciting for me. The thing that's really cool about the badges that I think is, has been like a really cool sort of through line for a lot of these Nintendo games is this idea of like letting you explore the game how you want to. Mm -hmm. Like we see this in Tears of the Kingdom. We saw this in Odyssey. We, saw, we see it in Breath of the Wild. And like this, even in, even in a 2D Mario game where it could seemingly be very straightforward, like you just go, you just run, you know, to the right or whatever. Um, like having an injection of this like player agency and your ability to explore and play it your way, like that could be really cool, you know, in a, in a 2D Mario yeah. game where I, I'm like you, like I just, usually I'm, I'm not like a collect everything or, or seek out every secret, um, except for Super, Super Mario World, which I did and I loved. Um, so maybe there's some elements of that that really lets you explore and, and get those secrets that they've put into this, that, that would be really cool. Yeah. Any areas of concern, lingering doubts? I I still do have a bit of concern around the multiplayer, both locally. Oh, really? And the um, online multiplayer. Like, I just feel like this game is, is going to be like an eyeful, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. every little nook and cranny of that screen is just, like, in your face all the time. And we, we saw some of this when we were playing together at PAX. And I guess I would never play the game with, like, random strangers that yeah. was what you couldn't tell them to knock it off like what happened to us exactly and also that was a child so you don't yell at the child <laughs> that was trying to just like it was just being a kid but um yeah i think if you were if you were playing with somebody you would have to like be on the same wavelength of like this is how we're gonna go through these levels together and like hey don't just be nabbit and run as fast as you can so no one can do anything else um I, you know, I think we were both noting some of the differences from other um, new Super Mario Brother multiplayers where you, like, can't really interact with each other. Yeah. Um, so there's some lingering, like, I just need to play it more and with somebody that I actually like, um, like you, um, so that we can really, like, understand what that multiplayer feels like um, and if it's fun. Um, and then also the online, like I'm a little skeptical still until, until I try it out for myself. It just could be like a mess. That's a fair point. Any Nintendo online, you always have to see it for yourself. And actually something for people to, to take note of when, when the reviews hit is sometimes Nintendo will or will not like really make an effort to make that available to people right. reviewing the game. So yeah. they'll definitely call it out uh, right. if they are. But, but if it's not, then, you know, that's probably why. And we'll just have to wait and see until the thing goes live and right. try, it, goes, try it goes online. for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But yeah, that, that point of interacting with the other players has made a bit of a comeback. There was kind of a video that was getting passed around where somebody was really arguing in the, in the, for the new Super Mario Brothers way of, of bumping into people. And throwing people, yeah, and jumping it, off each other. It seemed like the consensus was, no, this is actually gonna be for the best. But, sure. you know, we won't know until we play a lot it, more of the game. Right. And yeah, that point of like, in a four player game, keeping track of your character, you know, is that easy to do? Is that hard to do? We'll, we'll find out.
Yeah. As yeah. far as the game itself, I don't have too many other points of concern. I'm, I'm quite confident that it'll be great. My point of concern is just around the community itself. And I, 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 my PSA is like, don't get caught up in some of these like hot social media debates where it's sometimes easy to question, like, is the person making this argument, do they even feel this way? Or are they just like searching, baiting, baiting for engagement? Mm. Because there's a lot, there's a lot of ways that this could go. So, 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 so we have classic console warrior stuff. We got Spider-Man and Mario. There's going to be a lot of like, oh, yeah. Oh, the Spider-Man is, is, is Metacritic. Oh, the, the Metacritic, Metacritic was, was one point higher. Fat L for Nintendo. Swag, swag, swag. Something like that. That's dumb. Who cares? There's the Mario versus Sonic thing. I mean, we all know which is better, but <laughs> that could be another point of, of some disagreement or some argument. Um, there's... I haven't seen this happen yet, and I'm very happy about it. Are you going to put it out there? For many, to well, think many about? episodes ago, I did. It was the whole, does this game deserve to be $60? Oh. I actually haven't seen that, but maybe when the reviews come out or if there's some information about how long the game is. Like that sure. happened to Spider Man too. That did, yeah. When people are like, oh, Spider Man's too short. I can't believe it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's another argument that people could float out there, whether they believe it or not. Mm -hmm. you, you can get paid on Twitter.com. If you have a big enough audience to just put out these engagement tweets, that's, that's a true. thing you can do now. Yeah. So my advice is... Don't get wrapped up in the discourse. No, my advice is ignore all of that. Play the game. And have your really, own opinion. Really savor it. And don't worry so much about what other yeah. people might be saying. Play all the games. All the games yes. that you want to the play. The games you want. They're all great. Love. You should play it and just have your own opinion about it and just, you know, be Even happy that with Sonic that. game got pretty that guy, that game got pretty good reviews too. Yeah, if you like Sonic and you want to play that game and you enjoy that game, great. Right. That's a good thing. So that's my concern is that people get too caught up in, you know, arguing mm. whatever point or trying to defend the game. Yeah. And, you know, the game the game again, the game's gonna be just fine. Yeah. Uh, so enjoy the game, play the game sure. and look out for people trying to Pulse yeah, it is also, we're getting close to like TGA, like Game, game of the Awards, year. Game, game of the Year, nomination yeah. season and all that stuff. So that could also spur. Right. There's just some traps. Some of these comments. Some banana too. peels on the ground around, <laughs> around this game. Yes. There's also people like, again, 11 years, there's a lot of people who, you know, yeah. maybe haven't come up with the Mario game. Like, well, who cares about this? This is, this is for boomers, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah, that, that yeah. kind of stuff. Sure. Just, just ignore it. Yeah, have fun and, and play the game for what it is. Potential surprises for the, with this game. We don't know everything about this game, even though it's leaked. Yeah. Is there going to be like a thing where the game ends and it's literally like double the size? I don't. That, that's my that's my surprise. I, I Again, think that that's very likely. Honestly. I'm not following. <laughs> we, we got we got pulled for a fast one at Nintendo by people from Nintendo. Yeah. Who, who refused to tell us this. Yeah, but that could be it. That does seem to be a trend. A trend. Yes. In more modern Mario games, mm -hmm. I do think. That, yeah. yeah, you could be a surprise. Like, whoa, the scope of this game is way bigger. There's gonna be some than I like thought. what they said seven worlds. Okay, there's gonna be an eighth world. There'll be something. There's more. gonna be something. Yeah, I think there's gonna be more surprising um, power ups and and suits and stuff as well. Yeah. Like, I definitely think that there's something else beyond Elephant Mario that is at the scale or the level of Elephant Mario. Um, oh, really? I oh, think. I'm not sure I do. Oh, really? I mean, there might be like in one level that's like this is the wonder effect, and it's but it's a one level thing. Oh, I think there's more. I don't. I don't know if I suits. I think uh, there's more suits. I don't know about that. Well, let's well, see. What we, happens. we shall see. Yeah, I really want there to be. Yeah. 
I want that to be like a Super Mario three level of suit. I mean, there are three. There are three new new suits transformations in this. Yeah. But so that's a pretty healthy, healthy number. And yeah, I think like sure... items too, like cool items that let you do like weird stuff. Like I, I want, I want to know what those okay. are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I do think that they're, they're in there. Yeah. Like how, uh, again, spoiler, but seven years later, Mario Odyssey had the Mario 64 world. Yes. Like what if it was like, oh, well now you're in Mario three or Mario world, but it's set in right. the aesthetics of Mario wonder. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that, that that's could be, very, that they, could they do a lot of like. Let's throw back to nostalgia yeah. sometimes. Like, oh yeah, like they might have a little moment in the game that's like a right. celebration of Mario's history. Those are always fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm excited to see okay. if there's something like that. Now, finally, we just said a moment ago, do not fall for people baiting you into Game of the Year debates, but we are going to do just that ourselves. <laughs> that's our last thing on, on this yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. Does this game have Game of the Year potential? Best family game. They're, lo oh God, they're, yes. they're locked in this deal <laughs> right now, they're, baby. They're so They're so in. guaranteed for best family game, you guys. Now, so has guaranteed. a best family game nominee ever also been nominated for Game of the Year at the Game Awards? Uh, Mario Odyssey. Was that it? was family game? That was best okay, family game. Okay, so so it, it there is a precedent here. There is a precedent here. <laughs> no, this is gonna be this is literally gonna it's be 2017 over all over again, it's where it's lock. gonna be Oh my god, Mario is, and Zelda. They're gonna they're gonna have Tears of the Kingdom and Mario Wonder both nominated for a TGA for a oh game of the year. Gosh. Mario Wonder is gonna win best family game, Avi. And then Tears of the Kingdom is gonna win game of the year. <laughs> I'm calling it now! <laughs> It's gonna be, it's like, it's like a time warp. Oh my god! You can't make this stuff wow. up. There's wow. gonna be a debate at Nintendo. Is, is Tears of the Kingdom and Mario Wonder, is this splitting the vote? Bad Yachty, blood between blad, the teams. Bad blood. Blah, blah. Blah, blah. Between the teams. Um, or it could be one of those things where like, well, we've split the vote, so I guess the winner is Spider-Man. Spider yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man's. Um, wow. Or like, yeah, something like, something ridiculous will happen. I'm glad I'm not there. I'm glad to be at, on the sidelines of this, but. I mean, it seems like the two stuff. front runners right now are Tears of the Kingdom and Baldur's, and Baldur's Gate. Gate yeah. And I think Spider-Man has some heat, you know. Right now it has some heat, I, it's obviously. Not, it's not out yet, but the reviews are great. Yeah. And there'll probably be like, you know, a couple others that, yeah. but I, mean, I, I could, I could see this being included in the handful of like, oh, these are the top five or six games of the year. Right. I don't see it getting a lot of, this is the game of the year. I don't think so. But I do see it being included in that it's little, included in, in the, the conversation. In the short list. Yeah. Which is, which Absolutely. is great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it deserves to, I'm sure it deserves to be there too. So yeah. 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 That's what that, that is my like play by play prediction of how it's going to happen by the way. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, like I said, the demo is out at some retailers. I don't know if this is. I don't know if it's the case outside the U.S. Mm. Do you know? I don't know actually. So maybe it's in the U.K. because they've been seeing, they've been doing a sorry, lot of marketing. Sorry, folks um, who are not in this country, but we did yeah. ask our Patreon subscribers who had played it what they thought, so we could get some more impressions. And Jay Rando said, I got to play it over the weekend. I loved it. The levels are colorful and creative. I love how the game controls and the few badges I got to try. I can see the badge system adding a ton of replayability. This game feels like it would be really fun to speedrun. The demo has made me even more excited to play the game. Great. Very satisfying. Very satisfying. Demo. And very similar to our impressions when we played the demos yeah. as well. So. 
Torcheeks says, I went to Target twice these past few days to try it out and I'm still thinking about how fun it was. Whether I wanted to quickly fly through a level or take my time, it was a blast. The badge system is a great replacement for character-specific abilities, allowing to mix and match your favorite character with an ability that may, they might not normally have. I've never been a huge on 2D Mario, despite being a massive Mario fan, and now I'm eagerly counting down the days till release. People like the badges. I was going to say, people seem to love the badge yes. system. Yeah, I need to spend more time with it to really, I think, fall in love with it, but... I'm excited. And finally, Gartooth says, in the demo, I was playing the cave level, and by chance, I had the crouching high jump badge and the drill suit at the same time. To my surprise, I was able to combine the two abilities to leap from the floor to the ceiling instantly and then dig along the ceiling to bypass obstacles in the level. In that moment, I immediately felt that Nintendo magic and knew they made something amazing with this game. Wow. wow. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to those moments of discovery um, that you can you can have now with this game and with the badge system. Totally. So that, that is exactly... I think that's that's the why it's gonna be over ninety, um, because you'll have like these little mo these moments of like what the that's heck? Like, that's like a mini Tears of the Kingdom. Like oh, this works. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I can do that. Yes, like this is weird, and I I, I don't understand why yeah. it's in this game, but I like it. Right, it's cool. Right, you know, I love that. So next week's episode, we will have big, big impressions on Super Mario yes. Wonder, so come back Deep for that. We impressions. Have, we have a few more things on Mario Wonder in the news, but yes. um, we're gonna, we we do have a, a Mario-themed story time for this week. Had to have it for Mario Week. We do, yeah. This is a story that I've heard you tell, this is before I joined Nintendo. Oh You've told it to gosh. me vaguely, but I'm excited to get the full, the full story drop today. Yeah, this is, this is a really... Shocking story. Oh. Um, if you have a sensitive stomach, though, uh -oh. I'm going to give you a warning, a uh -oh. content warning. This does involve throwing up. I did not. Why do we have two stories about throwing up in like, I did not the span of a month? Up. Neither did I. I wasn't Okay, there. it wasn't me. Um, but it does involve that. So if you don't want to listen to a throw up story, then skip past this. Um, but this was a this is a story about the launch of Super Mario Super Mario Super Mario Super Mario um, Super Mario Galaxy the first game yeah um, you were really there for that it was like my first like month I at can't Nintendo. believe that yeah my first month what time, what year did you start twenty sixteen no, no <gasps> two thousand two thousand six Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. September 2006 is when I started. How did you pass those two years before I showed up? What what whatever did you do? Well, I was busy <laughs> cleaning up this mess. No, just kidding. I wasn't I, I didn't clean it up. Um yeah, exactly. I, I was there two years before you showed up. Like a full two years before you showed oh my up. Goodness. Maybe a little even a little over. Yeah, because you showed up in January. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um so yeah, this is a, a one of the first things that um I wasn't, I was kind of, you know, in the peripheral of working on this. I, I wasn't like yeah. leading it. I was just like an assistant at that time. So I was still learning the ropes and everything, but this was sort of like the, the big, like a bigger, you know, game launch at the time. Um, we had an, another PR manager, the person that you replaced, ah. um, was the PR manager that was working on the launch of Galaxy. And he had, you know, this this big idea of um, doing something like in zero gravity. Purple cow. Purple cow. NBDB. You know, out of the box, out of this world idea. 
Um, but yes, it, it was one of those like PR stunt ideas. Uh-huh. And the idea, the idea was to have someone in the Mario costume. And there's a place in Las Vegas at the time where you could go and have like a zero G experience. Like anyone can do it. Right. You know, you basically they put you in this like tube. Oh. Okay, so I thought this was because they, they you can also do this in airplanes. Yeah, where the plane basically goes up and down and, free, and, and free, free falls. No, it was like in like a. Tube. It wasn't that. No. Okay. It's Great. Like, it's like it's. Yes, almost, I've heard of this too. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, you look like a flying squirrel. Yeah. But you can do it. Like you know, anyone can go and do it. It's like okay. a, it's like a. And it feels like you're just suspended. It feels like you're just like floating, yeah, suspended. But in. there's some air like blasting you. There's from the air bottom. like blasting you from the top and bottom, so that you're basically suspended in the middle. Of oh, the top too. That's how you get that feeling of like zero g. I guess otherwise you would just fly, fly out to the, to the <laughs> ceiling, right? That ouch, uh, that would be painful. Okay. Um. So the the idea was to do this stunt where, um, the Mario costume character would go into the zero g chamber tube or whatever and then we would also get like these great photos great photos of mario like sort of in in zero grab like the in irl right yeah yeah yeah, costume character irl there was also this component where like buzz aldrin was part of it okay um, and we were like doing some sort of like photo shoot he was not in zero g but also that's old hat to him it's old right he already knows he already knows how to zero g but there was like some component where like there was like an astronaut and like you know like there was some some kind of. Is he a big photo Mario op. fan? Buzz? No, of course not. <laughs> I heard Buzz Aldrin's actually quite a surly character. He's very surly. Yeah, very. He's very over surly. it. I've been to the moon. I don't care what you have to say. I know. Hey. Okay. I. What can you say to that, right? Um. So yeah, there was there was so so it was very you know. It, it's, Mario Galaxy, first time Mario goes to space, obviously, gotta go big. We're still in the Wii days. Yeah, gotta do it. And there's still, like, this perception, I think, at the time where it's, like, Wii is, like, you know, so, you know, zero to 99, like, senior citizens like Wii. Yes, yes. There's a shot that this game could appeal to, like, everybody. Let's do the stunty. Buzz Aldrin, okay. Yeah, exactly. Let's do this, like, stunty thing that's just, you know, um... It's not very focused on like the gaming audience or anything like yeah. that, right? It's yeah, very, yeah. it's very much for like that shock, shock value. Okay. So I was coordinating the costume, the actor. Um, they fly out to Vegas, uh, and we also have somebody that was um, helping out on the Golan team, a person that you know, um, that that had worked with us later on as well mm-hmm. for a while after. Uh, after you had uh, joined Nintendo, she's very nice, just the sweetest person, and was very good at her job. So, PR manager, person from Golan, hired actor in Las Vegas, Vince team. They all go out there, and we get the costume character, we get the actor in the costume, get him into the tube, get these photos. Great. This person... I mean, this costume, first of all, is just You've like, been in the costume. Tell us, tell us what it's like. I have been in this costume. How does this work? How do you get into this thing? How does it feel? Yeah, the costume is is actually not that bad in terms of other mascot costumes, I think, because the pants and the, the shirt and all that stuff, the shoes, like, those are all pretty easy to, to put on. But is this, like, is it one 
piece? No, it's or... a shirt, like a, it, and, and all, the material is sort of this like, like Felty. foam, foam okay. kind of, like almost like neoprene, uh -huh. like a scuba suit. Um, and there's like, you know, it's like, it's like getting into like real overalls and like a shirt uh -huh. and like buttons or whatever. The shoes, obviously the, the feet are huge, like much bigger than any human feet. Um, so you're kind of wearing these socks and then you put it into like a shoe in a shoe. Um, but it's, it's hard to walk around in because it feels like yeah. you have to really pick it's up your feet. Wobbly, probably. Big old gloves, which are hard to move around yeah. in. The head is really roomy inside, but it's really hard to see. Like, well, what what keeps it from like you're in like flying a flying around like a bicycle? Is there helmet. some sort of thing? Yeah, like tethering it to your skull. Yeah, 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 and then like a little chin strap. But it's very heavy. That could get really fatigued. It can get very yeah. heavy. Your neck starts to feel very like fatigued. Yeah. That's why the costume can only stay out for like, like 15 10, minutes. 10, 15 right. minutes before you have to. That's like an official thing. It's for like person, safety. Person needs frequent yeah. breaks. Right. And it's very hot in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like usually if you get into the costume, you're just wearing like a sports bra. And like, can you, you actually know. see? You see at the mouth. But what what do you see? You kind of see the, your, your vision is very limited because you see it's sort of the ground in front of you. So you won't like, you're not going to trip and fall, but you can't really have any, you don't have any peripheral. And it's and there's probably like a big mesh. Yeah, there's a mesh thing. Like you're not seeing perfectly even. Right, that. and then that's why you have a handler that yeah. holds Mario's hand. This sounds basically. like a nightmare. And what um, is that? You, there's a height limit. You have to be under five three. Okay. Under five. So three. you you sailed under that. I'm a little short for it because the pants were a little. Long. Oh, you were too short. Yeah. Oh. If you were five, I think five two, five one is like the perfect. Is that height. kind of standard for a lot of these costumes? I don't know, Luigi's taller. You need to be a taller for Luigi. Okay. Um, I think the Kirby costume, you need to be small because you're like that one in like a really balloon, small. basically. Yeah. You have to be like a, yeah. maybe my That'd height. be good for you. Um, so it's not the best thing to get into, honestly. Like it's tough, the head is really heavy. I don't like where this is going. Um, so you're in the Mario costume. You gotta keep everything on, right? Uh -huh. um, and you're in zero G, basically. And that can't be comfortable. I mean, I did not do that myself, but having worn the costume, like just standing in real life was pretty hard. So I can't imagine like how you keep everything sort of on your body and keep yourself oriented. And I think what's hard about it is that you can't see. You don't know what's going on. So you don't have any right. sort of like anchor. You know, like when, you, when you're dancing, you spin, they say like pick an anchor point and then spin so you don't oh. get dizzy. Like when you spin, just look for your anchor again so you don't get, I was a gymnast, so they used to tell me that when you do backflips, like oh, pick really? an anchor point. So when you're- that, that helps you from getting dizzy? Right. When you're doing okay. a backflip, you know, you, you, you're going this way. So you gotta, you gotta look for- You say something. this as if I would know. You gotta look for something and then you won't get dizzy. And it does, it actually works really well. Um, so I think it's really hard because you don't have an anchor point because you're in a giant head in zero G. This is not good. Did anybody so, ask these questions? This pyramid manager this? was really shaky, honestly. And that's why you were hired, because that person was not long for the job. Um, this might be strike one of his potential unemployment. Um, anyways, so this actor, who is just a hired costume actor, not uh -huh. someone that, you know, probably has been in, he's not like a professional Mario right. costume wearer or something like that. Um, but this woman basically pukes inside. The costume. There's no air hole. You know, there's no. There's no out. You're in the head, the giant Mario head, and, and you lose your cookies in there. 
in the zero G, it's gonna get, it's gonna get blunt. It's gonna be like no. a Jamba Juice situation. In there. You know what I mean? It's gonna be, it's gonna Stop. be messy. So this happens Jamba almost. Jamba Juice? Why'd you have to say that? It's That's just, nasty. You're you're being like swirled, you know, basically. So you're in. So this and this happens like immediately. Oh, like, really? Like this was like the first yeah. ten minutes, and we have to like take the costume off this person. We have to like hose down the inside of the head. We're just hosing this thing down. Good thing it was contained to the inside of the head. Good, good thing, quote unquote, that it was contained to the inside because they didn't like leak out. But guess what? Didn't get the photos yet. So what? Someone else has to go back no. in. No, no. Yeah. So this person is very sick, the, the actor. Yeah. And refuse, can't go back in. Can't go back in. I don't so blame them. Don't blame them. They're very sick. They're not going to be able to do yeah. this. Guess who has to go back in? Who? The golem person. No. That person. Oh my God. Who you know who I'm talking in about. The, in the puked up? Yep. No. This is why you don't work in an agency. Oh, yeah. She went back in there and basically sucked it up. And poor phrasing. Well, poor phrasing. She held her breath, and she did it. We got the photos, but oh, man. she. I mean, she had to do it. Hazard pay? No. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> that is awful. This is so much worse than when we, you told it then, to me. And like then in we passing. had to. We had to get that costume like professionally, like bio bio cleaned or whatever. But not until these photos with the other person inside. We already paid for it, so we needed the photos for the launch. I, I'm gonna see if I can find these photos. I'm, I'm sure they're out there somewhere still. Um, but yeah, I can't believe that she went back. She went in there. I can't believe it. There, there is those instances. This is how I ended up in the costume, where like some actor right. doesn't show up, or like you need it, you need something, and and like there's no other way, and there's nobody else. You have a height limit. There's nobody else that can wear this thing. Like you have to do it. I happened to me. I mean, no one puked in it, obviously, but. Pays to be tall. But it, it is, it's it's very swampy in there after someone oh, else wears it and you have to get into it. It's not the best, let me tell you. It's not the best. So, long, it's disgusting. Hot, long hot shower. Oh. Long hot shower. But anyways, I'm sorry if the story was horrifyingly gross for all of you. Please forgive me, but that happened. This is just like the lengths of like, this this dumb stunt is like, a life or death yeah. thing where it's like, we will do anything to get it done. <sighs> it's like when I had that, the, uh, I mean, it's a very different thing, but when I was stuck in the blizzard and I left, it was like, well, what are you gonna do to make this up? It's like, I just saved my life. Here it is. Oh, you found it. I found it. Oh, that's Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah. See, like, you should have put him in the costume. Look at this, look at this, look at this photo. <laughs> Like, I'm gonna puke. Put Buzz in the costume. Yeah, these are the photos. <laughs> no, in the costume. Oh, in the costume. Stuff him in there, yeah. Yeah, but look how sad. This poor I don't, I don't want to look at this. this is what happened. I will I will put these photos oh, in the man. um in this video, but yes. Yeah. Right, Gosh, we, we gotta I, move. I feel so I felt so bad we for that person. I is... really truly felt so bad for that person. This is too much. It was a lot. Anyways. There we go. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Moving on. Let's move on. Yes. Well, let's move on to the games we are playing. We are saying farewell to some major, major games that yes. we have been playing that we have wrapped up in time, just in time for Mario Wonder. I'm not wrapped yet. Oh, you haven't? Oh, I have, a, I have no. a story for you on this. Oh, okay. I, okay, you go first. Well, we actually both have some wild stories for these. Okay, okay, okay. So Baldur's Gate 3, I finished. I finished it on Thursday night, which was the night before we went for Portland. Yes. Which was perfect. I was like, great. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, when you have a gap with the game, it's like, what was I doing? Where did I... I hate that. So, yeah, so perfect. I really wanted to finish it before then. I did. Yes. There was... Um, now, I, I kept saying to you, like, I hope this game doesn't do what so many games do, where you think you get to the end, but and it's, it's not like, the oh end. no, here comes Act yeah. 4, and it's another 25 hours. Right, right. Like, this game did not do that. It definitely had, like, an ending area that felt, like, big and different. Mm -hmm. You said you were getting messages like, you can't go back now. Yeah, so you I saw, kind of saw, knew, so I, I had a feeling. Coming. I was like, yeah. this, this game's not going to do that. And yeah, there's like a big, you know, ending battle with the big baddie and um, a lot of dramatic things that are happening. So I finally beat that and uh, I get into my ending. And you know, the, the thing about this game is there's so many paths and so many characters, like every ending is truly like unique. Right. And I got about a minute into my ending and the game crashed. <laughs> Why Which, does this always happen to you? Well, you seem to think it's my fault. It's not. Is it though? So the game, I did start oh, to have some right. performance issues in the later half of the game. And I think I know why. I think it's tied to how many save games I had. Right. Because basically, like, when the game auto-saves or when you make a save, it just adds it to a list of ongoing saves. Right. It's not like deleting an old save, replacing no. it with your new and save. And the game has a limit of saves that you kind of have to manually manage, which got a little bit annoying. annoying, actually. Yeah. It's like the game should maybe do a better job of this. Mm. But as I got deeper into the game and I had close to a full set of saves, there were the game did crash a couple times in the second half that it had not crashed at all. And also just got some other bugs that I didn't see in the first half either, where I would be in like a dialogue scene and somebody's mouth would be moving and like there's no, no, di no dialogue. There's no sound. Yeah. So okay. like, Things were just not... So little glitches and stuff like right, that. Right, right. But for it to crash in the ending... So you had already gotten through the entire boss battle? Yes, which was a big fight. Uh -huh. I saved before that, but obviously... It was a cutscene, so you couldn't save after. Right, it just went right into the ending cutscene. Okay, so you're in the ending cutscene. But I got a minute into crashes. it. Yes, and the game crashed. How did it crash? Just like froze it, or... Well, it's just like what happens on a PS5. It was like, the game has stopped working or, you know... Oh like, my god. Uh, That's so frustrating. And at that point I was like, oh gosh, that that battle was like kind of a handful. Do I want to do it again? And I was like, well maybe I could find the ending on YouTube. And Which just, is what and happened just, to you with um, Yakuza. And finish it there. And I quickly realized like, again, there's no two endings that are exactly the same. So I was like, I can't do this. I have to do the battle again. Okay. So I did it again. Wow. It was, the, the, I mean, I knew more what to do in the battle this time, so it wasn't quite as long, but it okay. was still annoying but still, you had that to I do had it to again. do it. Yeah. And I got to the ending. But the thing that was really interesting was I made the exact same choices at the end of the game, but some of the things that happened in that first minute of the ending were different than when I did it the first time, which kind of... Oh. It wow. Makes, I mean, it makes me wonder, like, what would the totality of that ending have been? Right. If it's that my, that kind of small Again, I, detail. I, I didn't change anything 
any of the choices that I made leading up to that, I didn't change any of it. So I don't know why, why it though? was different. And some some of it was different in some fairly significant ways. Like, <gasps> like not like wildly significant, but like I was like, hmm. I would have liked to have known like how that whole thing played out. Played out. Yeah. So I might go back and sift through the I mean, people have like hours and hours long compilations of all the endings. Okay. Just to find the parts that but I like missed. For, but it's for your specific character class. Like right, all, That's right. going to be hard. And all the people I had in my party and all of that. Yeah. So, mm, not ideal. But I did wrap the game up. Um, it's great. I can definitely understand why it's a game of the year contender. Yeah. So, and it's good timing because now I get a little bit of, of, a, of a rest from, you know, big game to big game yeah. before Mario Wonder. And it's been been nice yeah yeah it is it is kind of crazy that it was a barrage of just these what was i playing before this i can't even remember uh diablo 3 we played that for and we were playing something even before oh starfield we played starfield we went yeah. from diablo to starfield yeah it's too many it's gigantic of, we didn't RPGs. even finish diablo we yeah, we need to go back, back to that they got a new season of that story yeah so, so that's yeah. good um so yeah i i am enjoying having a little bit of a breather um, yeah, I, I was like, oh, maybe there's a, a little indie game um, that I can find. But I actually, because we were at the retro, we were at the retro show, and, and on the airplane, I was playing Tecmo Bowl on the Switch. Yeah, and actually, last night I ended up in the mood because it was Sunday, and I was watching some football. I was like, I'm you're, gonna, oh, you're playing have, Tecmo Bowl. Well, I had Tecmo Super Bowl, which is the far superior version. I put, I put that. I played that on the NES for a little bit last night. And then night. you watching football. But but tonight, I, I think I might see if there's something really short that I could just... Uh, just dabble. Check, check out. Just, yeah, you don't have very many days to go. Exactly. So I, do, I do not want to get... Don't start no, another game. No, I need something. Don't... You said you were going to start Cyber... I don't thought start that was, Cyber... I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Don't you dare start Cyber... I didn't do it. Don't you dare. I didn't. Um, okay, good. Um, well, my update is not as... Conclusive? <laughs> oh. So I am just, I don't know what is going on, but I had felt like I was getting close to the end of Sea of Stars for like a solid week and a half now, but clearly I'm not. Oh. Maybe, maybe I am now. I don't, I don't even know anymore. People were telling you this and you weren't listening. No, they said that when you got to the snowy mountain part, it's like halfway, but I had already been way past that. Okay. That, that was like, that was, that was like. You know, weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Um, anyways, so I, I thought I had, I was, I was thinking I was every day, I'm like, I'm close to the end, I'm close to the end, but I'm not, I'm not there yet. Um, I was playing on the airplane and was just completely shocked by a story twist that oh. I did not see coming at all. Was that the thing you showed me? You're yes. like, oh my gosh. I was like, I have no idea what this yes. means. <laughs> and I know you didn't care because you don't yeah. really care about spoilers. And I just had to, you were the person next mm -hmm. to me. I had to sit, tell someone because I was like so right. shook okay. by this ridiculous story reveal. I, I just, I literally did not see that coming. So yeah, so that happened. And now I'm firmly in sort of that part, portion of the game. I did look up a guide to see like how many more chapters yeah. there are. And? And I think there's only three more. Okay. Um, I stayed up and beat like kind of a major boss last night um, that was like very different than some of the previous battles, um, boss fights. I liked it, uh, but it was definitely very different. And, and this game has really taken a, a different turn in this like late game that I wasn't expecting. 
Um, and it does retain a lot of the core things that, you know, we were, I was experiencing the beginning of the game, like it being very like, you know, um, interesting exploration wise when you're in the world and and the battles are very much like this traditional sort of Mm -hmm. time-based, um, uh, RPG style battles. It still retains a lot of that, but it's just so different. It feels like two different games (laughs) and I'm, I'm still like a little bit like, just I'm so grappling with that a little bit. I think I, it's not a bad thing at all, but I'm just like, wow, I, I did not expect this to go in this direction. So anyhow, so I am still working my way through it and still working my way towards the end, but I do feel like I might be getting close now. Before uh, Friday? For sure. For, for sure? sure? For sure. Oh, Thursday night, because we're going to play on, that, I mean, on Thursday night. I mean, you better, better wrap it up. Yeah, I got tonight. Uh, yeah, I got three okay. days. Should be fine. Okay. Yeah, but I think I can wrap it up. Continues to be great, really great. Um, and yeah, and now now I'm very good at like strategically using all my characters because mm. they all have different sort of elemental type damage. And one really cool battle, like sort of battle mechanic they have is like you can do this thing where you break the enemy. So like if you um, are fighting somebody, and it, could, it doesn't have to be a boss, any enemy. It will show up as like um, in two turns, it's gonna attack you. But if you can do, if you can hit them with these types of attacks, mm. you can like break their uh-huh. their attack, basically. Okay. So every single one of your characters in your party has like a different type of attack. Um, some of them, you know, are sword users. Some of them are like hammer users, some of them use poison, some of them use, you know, sun or moon magic. So you have to like do this combination of different attacks with your characters. You're like swapping out a lot of the characters to kind of manage the, all the enemies. And I think, I think that's really fun. Like that's a really fun, like different style of, you know, turn-based battles um, that I haven't seen before in um, a lot of RPG games. So yeah, it, it's like a little an, another layer of sort of strategy beyond the you know like the, yeah. the Mario Paper Mario type of like timed button presses and mm-hmm. so that's in there as well. But yeah, I, I had this boss fight where it kicked my butt, and then I realized that I had to do this like specific loop to break its attack. Um, and the second time around, I did it really well, and I was like, okay, this is how you're supposed to beat right. the boss. So yeah, it's really fun. Good. I had one other thing that I checked out on the plane, which was the DLC for Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, I saw you playing that. Dimension Shellshock. This came out like over a month ago and I I had bought it blind and I just hadn't had a chance to get to it. Again, like I didn't completely know even what it was, but I liked the game, so I wanted to to check it out. So this adds some stuff to the base game. First of all, you get two new characters. they're both kind of, I, you have to be kind of a pretty knowledgeable fan to know who they are. Right. The first is Usagi Yojimbo, who's this yes. f- um, bunny, bunny yeah. samurai guy. Do you, yeah. know, do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. That's cool. That I mean, that's by a whole different like comic book artist, and they had a lot of crossovers right, in, right. in the comics. And then the other character is one that I'm honestly not that familiar with, but I read up on it. I think she came in in some of the more recent animated series. I think her name is... Uh, now I'm forgetting Karai or something something like that. Mm, but she's like she's like a ninja y lady. Okay. And so those are two new characters and you can put them into 
you know, all the content, like put them in the main game and, and do all of that. They're pretty fun. I like Usagi nice. Yojimbo a lot. He plays pretty differently than some of the other characters. Mm -hmm. But there's actually not any new story levels. That was, I was like, I had to double check. I was like, wait, is there really not, did they really not add anything else? Because okay. I had seen these scenes of gameplay. I was like, this looks like different areas. But the, the, the main other gameplay thing that they added is this survival mode. Oh, okay. Which is pretty cool. Normally I don't love things like, modes like that in games, but this one was pretty neat. So <clears throat> basically you pick a character and actually, you know, in, in the story mode, you level up. So like I have a max out level Raphael. Okay. Um, where you can get like more specials and more life bar and all that. In this mode, everybody starts from zero. Okay. So you fight enemies in waves and when you fight them, you they drop these gems. And when you get a certain number of gems, you'll level up. And it's kind of like room to room. So once you clear out one room, you'll have a choice of go into an easier room or go into a harder room. Oh. And the harder room will give you more incentive of, yeah. of um, you know, getting more stuff or getting a different power up. So you kind of see how far you can go and see how many gems you can get and ultimately get, get your character more powerful. Something that I thought was really neat was some of the power-ups as you go into different rooms will actually transform you into the enemies. So you, oh. so you can actually play as Shredder oh, or cool. Rocksteady or Bebop. And um, I liked that a lot. And I had seen people doing that in, in some videos. I was like, whoa, how do, how do, they, how do they do that? Yeah, so that's that, that So that works well. And, you know, they don't have, like, as fleshed out move sets as the other characters because they're bosses and you know they're meant to do different things than the playable characters but right. it, is, it is fun to, to be them and they do feel powerful that would be cool to have a game where you can play as the yeah i think that'd yeah. be really cool i like that a lot and um, there's a lot of good you know variety to those um, you're fighting all the enemies from the base game and there's a lot of randomness to it that keeps you on your toes of like oh my gosh it's the second room but i'm already fighting these guys this is going to be pretty hard and you can do that in multiplayer. Um, it's, I think it's tracking online, like the leaderboards for that. So there's, oh, you know, wow. if you want to get serious about it, you can you can keep track of it that way. And um, they also did add some new visual stuff, like so you can like kind of change the look of your characters. The look of the levels in the survival mode is pretty neat. There's some that look like the like black and white comics where there's like panel. There's like comic book panels in the background. I love that. So I wouldn't say it's like the most substantial DLC, but I did like it and it mm -hmm. did it did feel like a good addition to what that game already had, which was a pretty big that game is really single big player already. mode yeah. already. Yeah, I really so liked the so I like it. I, I, I recommend it um, if you enjoyed Shredder's Revenge. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. Good stuff. All right, we've got all sorts. we got a really big news section okay. this week. But first, we have another sponsor to shout out. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp. There are times in life where you are going to know what is good for you, but your brain's going to get in the way. It does do that, doesn't it? Our, our human brains are mysterious things. And yeah, this is the classic, like, overthinking, you know? And I feel like everyone does this. I do this all the time. I always do this thing that bugs me, and I know I shouldn't be doing it, but I replay conversations that I've had with people, and I think about like, man, was I really dumb during that conversation? Or, oh, what if what if they, you know, mis misinterpreted what I said? Obviously, dwelling on the past like that is a lot of energy that you're using, and maybe not so good. So this is where 
you know, a BetterHelp therapist can help you work through that and, um, you know, help you kind of like free yourself from those yeah. kinds of crippling thoughts in your brain. Yeah, and once you do things again and again, it can become um, a habit or a pattern and it become, can become harder to break. So that's right. where it's really helpful to speak to somebody who is an expert who can help you analyze that and understand what you can do to, to start to get some change in your life, which is wonderful. And BetterHelp is very convenient. It is entirely online. So you take a brief questionnaire to get matched up with your therapist who is in the know on, on what you want to focus on mm -hmm. and, and how you want to work together. And you can meet with them over video, over audio, over text only. You're completely in control of how that interaction works. Yeah, and such great actionable like skills too, how to cope, how to set boundaries. Oh my gosh, what a valuable skill that is to to have and learn and hone mm -hmm. with a therapist. Um, so yeah, it's it's really helped us. And I, I think that, you know, taking the time to, to really um, work on bettering yourself is, is really valuable. Yeah. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Kit and Krista today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Kit and Krista. We'll put the link right over here and also in the description below. News time. All right, big news section today. Really big. Yeah. Let's start with a couple Sony stories. So the PS5 Slim was announced, kind of mm -hmm. out of the blue. Yeah. Uh, uh, last week. So they announced this on the PlayStation blog. You know, when Sid Schumann's writing the post, it's important business. That's right. So this is, uh, there's two versions. They're definitely, obviously, smaller. This is the Slim version. Um, there is a version that has the drive. There's a version that does not have the drive. The mm -hmm. version that does not have the drive is kind of modular. So you could buy a disk drive individually if right. later on you're like, and I like actually want to have this. Plug it in, right. And you can add that in. So it's actually not in terms of price. You know, sometimes when they roll this out, it's like, oh, and we're also dropping the price. Right. They're really not dropping the price that no, much. No, this is this is really more this feels more like a rolling enhancement to the version yeah. that's already out there. So the price of the one that has the physical drive is actually still the same. Right. The price of the version, the digital only version, is actually higher. It's actually four hundred fifty dollars <laughs> versus like so you had that version. I do. It costs four hundred dollars. That's right. Uh, why is that the case? I don't know. Hmm. And I don't think they've come out. And especially and said, if you're going to, if you wanted to get a drive separately, that's going to be even more. So yeah, and then the, now the, your the, price is like right. The, the drive itself right? costs eighty dollars. Right. So, so now you're looking at five hundred plus. So if you think you want a drive, you probably should just get the one that has a drive. Yeah, it looks so ugly though. Right. Ugh. Yeah, I don't don't like that form factor. The look of these. I mean, it's very much still inspired by the original form of the PS5. Oh, I it's like the kinda, digital only look a lot. It's just kind of shrunken down. That's fine. That's fine with me. I just don't like the one with the drive. I'm glad I have the digital only one. Yeah, so it's uh, overall the size is, is down by 30%, 18% less weight. Mm. And yeah, again, like you have to wonder like, well, you know, they, they, I think they clearly had some enhancements in terms of how could they make this more efficiently yeah that they wanted sure. to roll out into a new version that's obviously going to give sony some some price benefits in right. terms of their manufacturing their margins, or their margins yeah, their margins are getting better yeah again we always keep now saying, yeah now they have all of the stock issue worked out this is exactly what they should be doing 
Yeah, we always keep saying, like, Sony's playing this dangerous game where they need to make as much money as they can because all of these projects, in terms of games, are, are extremely expensive. expensive and risky. Yeah. So they need to find ways to, to squeeze out additional money from people, whether it's, you know, some new PS Plus or raising the price of that or, mm -hmm. strangely, raising the price of a console as it goes on. And they had kind of been hinting at this of like, hey, these components are still getting pretty expensive and we got yeah. this thing called inflation that's causing problems. So, yeah. you know, I wonder, will anybody else see this and say, hey, that's on the table? Let's try I that. I know I could raise my price, Right, because okay. I think this had happened in a few markets outside of the U.S., yeah. but this is the first one in the U.S. where it's like, oh, price is going up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder... Well, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> so I'm I, uh, I'm not really I'm I'm happy with my launch PS5. It's still running well. This it, I mean it's huge, but I have the space for it, so I, it's not really bothering me. But yeah, mine's still jammed into that tiny cubby hole, but it's fine. It it, it was in remote uh, the entirety of my uh, three week China trip, and this whole that thing worked great. Did not light my house on fire, so. I'm good. In the past, they have used these slim redesigns to be kind of like a relaunch for the system or to kick off a big new marketing phase for them. That yeah, does not feel, that like feel like it. what this is. And, and basically, they've said, you know, these are going to start to appear later this year. Right. Once the old stock gets sold out, this is just going to be... This is just going to be what This is, is. going to be the PS5. Right, right. So kind of a different approach. They don't need to do anything that drastic because it's still doing great. Right. Um, but, but interesting to observe nonetheless. Yeah. Next, we were just talking about the Metacritic for Mario Wonder. And as of today, when we're recording this, the Metacritic for Spider-Man 2 came out. So we want to talk about that. It is at a 91. Woohoo! Which wow. compared, it's higher than the previous two Spider-Man games. So the original got an 87. Mm -hmm. And then Miles Morales got an 85. So this yeah. is uh, a pretty solid, solid. step up. Once yeah. you get to 91, there's not too much more room to go. So I'm, yeah. I'm actually a little bit surprised that it was that much higher. We need to look back at our Metacritic predictions to see how close or far we were from this. Did game. we predict this one? I think we did. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember what we said, though. I don't think I predicted 91. Okay. Yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't remember. It's been so long. Um, but yeah, it's great to see everyone so excited and, and so positive on... Spider-Man 2, obviously this is a game that we're both really excited about. We played to death the, the two other ones and loved them, especially the Miles Morales one, actually. Um, so kind of surprised that that got a lower score, but I mean, I guess smaller game or smaller expansion. So um, yeah, but it seems like not only the score obviously is, is high, but also the, the comments from people, the reviews are overwhelmingly positive saying that this is the best superhero game ever made insomniac is really like top of their game right now with with just putting out this like masterclass of uh, of um of this this genre of game and and people just say that it's absolutely incredible so i'm happy to see it yeah originally i was i was like well you know this will be one of those games i need to check out before the end of the year and i wanted to play it but you know, now I might need to reprioritize what, I, what I'm playing in the limited time that we have left uh, before the end of the year. I think this is my Thanksgiving so, game. So, okay. Yeah. This is my, my, might be my Thanksgiving yeah, game. Yeah, totally. I could see that being the case. And I think I can finish it in that couple of days over Thanksgiving break for sure. What? Did you finish Sea of Stars first? 
I gotta finish the extras. <laughs> you love to make these proclamations. If I can finish I this I in, do it. in 36 this hours. This can't be that long. No, it's already come out. It's like under, you know, 20 hours or so. Exactly, so, so I'm good. It's not, it's not ridiculously long. They're, these games are never that long, so it's fine. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be a great Thanksgiving game. Mario Wonder obviously comes out the same day, but I don't think it's going to be like that kind of game. No, those where... games are not like that. Yeah, so you can like play both for sure at the same time too if you wanted to. I won't be doing that. You won't be doing that. No. Okay, well you you play games like one hour a day, which is Oh, weird. come on. So All right, that's back, your problem. Back to the I just finished Baldur's Gate. What have one you done? One hour a day. What have you done? One hour a this day. This gigantic experience. <laughs> what have you done? I've done a lot. No, you've done nothing. <laughs> Let's go back to the world of Nintendo. So we mentioned the Mario Wonder leak, and we mentioned that because of that, the voice actor for Mario has been revealed. Yes. The process through which this happened is ridiculous. was extremely annoying. So when the leak happened, people went through all of the list in the credits yeah. and they started like whittle it down based right. on like oh 21 person list what do we know about these people right. like who could they reasonably do and they got down to two potential people Kevin Afghani and Mick Wingert were the two options mm -hmm. initially a lot of people were were on the side of Mick Wingert and people started knocking on his door and asking yeah and I think his representation came out to say, like, yeah, he's in the game, but he's actually not Mario. So right. people were thrown for a loop again. But then out of the blue, uh, Kevin Afghani came out to say, and he, he put out a tweet that, that says, I'm, I'm incredibly proud to have voiced Mario and Luigi and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Thanks to Nintendo for inviting me into the Flower Kingdom. Yes. So the whole saga of this, you know, post Martin A. World, now we know who the new voice of Mario is. Yep. But they really just dusted their hands of this whole thing. Done and, like, and dusted. You guys yeah. uh, figure it out. Yeah, I think they're over it, honestly. They don't want, again, their thing is they don't want anything else to distract people from this game. This has been a annoying distraction for them that they've tried to get in front of. Um, and try their best not to be, not to have this steal any focus from the game and the gameplay itself. So I'm sure it was like a reactive thing once the leaks happened, this came out. And so I think Nintendo just said like, fine, go ahead and confirm, like whatever, we're done. It's kind of a bad way to start this relationship with this new important <laughs> voice actor. Yeah, who it's is, a little bit weird. Who's presumably gonna be doing this for a while. I, the way he also words the tweet, it's like, are you doing this for just this game or are, are you the guy forever and in, into the future. I don't know. The way it's phrased makes me want to ask that question, actually. I, I feel like Nintendo is, like, not super into, and we know this, like, one person representing a thing. Right, right. Like, they don't like that. Because right. that just makes it hard for them later, and they saw the repercussions of what happens when you have someone iconic like Charles, who did the voice for so many years, um, and what happens when... That relationship needs to end. Yeah, they're definitely know? going the, the Doug Bowser route here where it's like, thanks for your work, but you know, we kind of don't want you to be a public figure or yeah. get out there or yeah. talk about it in any way at all. Exactly. And again, I mean, they had so many opportunities to just come out and do this themselves. You know, when they were doing all the stuff with Charles, they could have come out and said at some point, like, and this is the new person. No, they don't want, Nintendo does not want to introduce or, this person. you know, once this started happening and people started like reaching out 
crazily to all these voice actors, which I'm sure if you're the voice yeah, actors, like, put out some sort I'm of in thing. a bad situation yeah. right now yeah. because you're getting inundated by, I can it. promise you like this was not accounted for. And they, they were asking what, Hey, Nintendo, what can I say? And then it takes them, you know, some 24 to 48 hours to talk to, to talk, somebody in Japan yeah, and, and figure it out or, or get agreement because, yeah. Oh my gosh, the game leaked. I can't believe it. That's never <laughs> happened before and surely will never happen again. I need to recover yeah. from my shock. Yeah, exactly. Um, so exactly. they're just kind of left hanging right. of what can I do. Again, at any point, they could have just gone out and said, welcome to the new guy. It's him. You know, it could have just said, it's him. You know, we're so glad that he did a great job. Yeah. Et cetera. And instead, it's, it's all on him right. to, to do this work of confirming this major, major new role. Mm -hmm. And I think it stinks. Yeah, it's not the best, like support to give someone that is voicing one of the biggest characters in your entire business right. in your entire brand um this person seems to have taken it in good stride good for him um yeah but it, it's one of those things where like they they just don't i don't think they want to be connected to they they don't want to be putting out any sort of official nintendo statement that sort of quote introduces the new actor because that immediately ties them to Nintendo in like a very sort of like shackled in like a very permanent way they are not interested in that they don't want to do that so I can kind of see why they were very hands-off and probably just approved this person's tweet um and called it a day and I don't think we're going to get any other like acknowledgement from Nintendo about this like they have firmly moved on from this and they basically are only interested in launching this game and selling this game. So yeah, I mean, as like just kind of cold as this is, it is so like them, you know? So I'm not like super surprised, honestly. Well, hopefully Kevin Afghani is uh, having some nice conversations with Charles Martinet and getting some tips yeah. on how to deal with all of this and yes. uh, you know, Hopefully. Can't wait to hear more of his voice as Mario and Luigi in the game. I'm sure it's going to be fabulous. And yeah, I hope yeah, that. Yeah, and, I, and again, I, I hope behind the scenes there's more support given to him of how to navigate this and the new the new huge stature that he has. And you know that there isn't. I mean, the the, the advice is probably say nothing to say nobody nothing. for yeah. the rest of your life. You but you were that person for all of those voice actors for a long time. Remember how I didn't like that. Remember how ignored your your requests were for every single voice actor request that we had. Like they don't care. They don't want. They don't want to do this. That's what that's what it is. Peach got a new face. She did. <laughs> and it's got people talking. So they sort of in behind the scenes fashion updated um, the cover art for Princess Peach Showtime. Yeah. And went from the classic Peach look to something that seems a little bit more in line with what we saw in the movie. Yeah. And they did also change, like you notice in the background, the Kung Fu Peach. Got to kinda, have a more like a fighting kinda, face. Kind of curbied. Now she looks, she looks fierce and <laughs> Ang fighting. Angry fighting curbed right, face. Right, Um. Yeah, yeah. Peach definitely looks very much like movie Peach in the new art. Um, maybe just another sort of effect of what this movie has done to all of our favorite you know mushroom kingdom characters like it seems to have had a, a really big effect on everybody 
including peach in, in her face. Um, I never loved the classic peach face, honestly, so I'm kind of glad. Like, I'm glad that we're... This game looks awesome because it does update, you know, Peach's look for a lot of the different, like, characters that she takes on. And, and the, that trailer in the last Direct looked really fun. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm really glad. And I, I really liked Peach in the movie. So um, I'm kind of glad that they're taking some inspiration from that for the game. I was a little surprised at how, like, intense the reaction to this was. Yeah. Because it's, to me, it didn't seem that radical a change but mm -hmm. i think you know some Funny. people either feel very attached to or, or really wanted to change the other way yeah i'm yeah. curious like that's so why I, I, I presume this means they're updating the face in the game yeah as well I think so and they maybe there's they're adding just more a, a a bigger range of expressions also like the other faces in the background don't seem to have changed so yeah, the, the the sword fighter, like the three musketeers, right. that still matches the, the previous yeah. face. So I yeah, kind of wonder, really is this some here. like weird half step? What 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 is happening here? Yeah, yeah. I do like, you know, even in Mario Wonder, we we both really loved how there's more just expressiveness in general with yeah. Mario. So maybe they're just adding more expressiveness in general for Peach too, which would be nice to have her have more than just like one emotion or, or whatever yeah you know? yeah so all of that is is the right direction i think for these characters and yeah i was really surprised people like flipped out over this box art i'm like okay i mean she looks she looks she looks good yeah yeah finally can't diminish this big news the oh, yes. microsoft and activision deal is finally closed inked yeah wow they inked it this was one of my great predictions from the start of the year I do remember this one. And we and before the end of the year, we are going to do a big episode where we go through each All and every one of our predictions. 23 predictions for 2023. Yeah. Next year is 24 predictions for 2024. My prediction here was that the deal would go through, but it would be... Painful. It would be painful and there would be some significant changes along the way. And that's kind of exactly what mm -hmm. happened for Microsoft to get to this point where it could yeah. go through. But they uh, were really, you know... Blowing the horns and rolling out the red carpet when this happened. They had like a whole whole yeah. video that they had made for this that they put out on I'm social sure media. It felt great to finally get it done at this yeah. point. It's like, oh my gosh. Right, right. So the statement says, um, oh, I actually don't have the statement. Anyway, they uh, <laughs> they were very happy with that. But there's some other things that were happening also around this, like getting down to business. So Activision got out to talking about when their games might come to Game Pass. I do have that statement. I'll read that. They said, while we do not have plans to put Modern Warfare 3 or Diablo 4 into Game Pass this year, once the deal closes, and now it has, we expect to start working with Xbox to bring our titles to more players around the world. And we anticipate that we would begin adding games into Game Pass sometimes in the course of next year. Oh, boy. That's cool. I mean, if you're Xbox, there's no reason to wait. Right. Get, get, those, it, get, the, get, it, get, get it going, going now. There. Get those games on there. I guess, you know, for, for these games, like you do want to go, it's like, well, let's go through a holiday season and, you know, Modern Warfare is going to sell a lot. So get some, yeah. some money in the bank there. Not that we need it as Microsoft. And then we can, you know, in the meantime, we can map out this big strategy. Of right. How do we get, how do we do it? When, when does when, it get out? When? Yeah. What is the cadence a, of it how later? How do we make it a big deal? Exactly. It's going to be just like classic games on NSO, right? Just like that. Game Pass is good. I don't have any... It's going to be like 2029. We're finally adding Diablo 4. Aren't you excited? Now. No. Look it's at what we've be, done. It's all... It looked day and date. Like, it, they are... Game Pass is good. They, they know how to do things on Game Pass. That's exciting. I wonder... 
how deep into the Activision bag they're going to get with some yeah. of this stuff. There's, some, there's a lot of historical, like some really good titles that they should add. Yeah, because a lot of people have been summarizing like, well, here's all the IP that Microsoft just got. Right. And there's the obvious it's stuff. significant, yeah. But there's a lot more yeah. that I think, you know, maybe is not universally appealing, but to a lot of people, you know, the right groups of people could be a big deal. And right. I, I put my account myself in, you know, some of those IP too. So that will be exciting to see and uh, very exciting for them, I'm sure. Starcraft? A console version of Starcraft? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah. I don't need that. People want that. Okay. Badly. We also have an update on what is happening with Bobby Kotick in uh, a statement that feels... So Microsoft did a smart thing. When they announced this... They also shared the official internal communications. So basically, yeah. the email that Phil Spencer sends, sends to, employees, to employees, they just release it to the public. Because it's going to get leaked anyway. You right. might as well get ahead of it. Very smart thing. I mean, companies should should just, do, you know, once you reach a certain point, like, and your likelihood of, of something leaking gets you out just, there. Just get it out there. Write get it. A, write it with the intention of exactly. it leaking. And just skip a step and put it out. Exactly. You might as well because it's going to leak. Right. You can't be quite as intimate with employees as maybe you would want. Yeah. But That's it, okay. You can do that in person. You can host a big town hall meeting right. or something like that and say your, your, your piece in person. Right, right. Um, and then like the, the, the statement or whatever that you do in email can be the same as it goes out to the public. Yeah. So this Phil Spencer update says... Bobby Kotick has agreed to remain in his role through the end of 2023, reporting directly to me to ensure a smooth and seamless integration. We look forward to working together as a unified team, and we will share more updates on our new organizational structure in the coming months. Cool. I mean, the end of 23 is, 2023 is not it's that like long. It's like in three months. That's yeah. like under three months. Yeah. So I saw some people expressing some dismay of like, oh, he's still there, but it's like, not for long. Yeah, and then he's gonna peace out. And I mean, there there probably is some some amount of work to now to now, now that everybody can properly start integrating, right? You know, go through that. Um, it's it's not a long time, and I'm sure he's getting you know the the golden parachute to ride off into Absolutely. the sunset. And he can probably take a nice long break. Is it the last we've seen of old Bobby? God, probably not. Oh, Bobby. <laughs> oh, Bobby. <laughs> a lot of a lot of big video game people are have announced. You know, they're leaving. Oh yeah, also Pete, uh, Pete, Hines. Pete Hines of Bethesda. Yeah, he's like Starfield's done. See ya. <laughs> yeah, I did wonder. I was like, how how many months have now passed since the acquisition? Because sometimes when that happens, it's like, well, you have to stick around for X period of time. Oh yeah, yeah. To see it through again, and, and then, then maybe you that's can, what it is, yeah. and then you can go. So I wonder. If, you know, I mean, they did kind of position it as like he is properly retiring. So yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Sony obviously had that. PlayStation had that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, people are like, I'm good. I'm I've hanging them up. Twenty four years, uh, thirty years. You know, these are long ten years. Like yeah. you need a you need to take a break, right? Or do right. something else. That's All right. News. Wow. This episode's getting long. Let's get into some questions from our community. It's a Mario Week episode. We got to go big. I don't, I'm not complaining. I dare you complain about I'm not that. complaining. I need you to take this podcast seriously. I'm taking it very you're seriously. You're not. You're, you're, you're not. You're looking at your watch. Read the questions. I got some uh, tweets to read. Blah, blah. Excuse you. First question's from Tusku. 
Hi, Kit and Krista. I really enjoyed your recent segment on cyberpunk and Pokemon. After hearing that and seeing as this tidbit went unmentioned, I have been dying to hear your thoughts on this statement from the Pokemon company, which is included below. It effectively states that they see the problem but don't want to allocate more development time, which feels like an oxymoron. Thank you for your time and insight. So yeah, there was um, an interview with uh, the hot COO of the Pokemon oh, yeah, company. The, the, the BTS member. Where he got asked this very question of, you know, how do you, what are you going to do? Because you have this challenge of... Cadence plus... Of yeah. wanting to stick to the schedule, but more issues with, with quality. And he really... Danced around both that. Both sides to that, saying like, well, we're going to do both. Good. Thoughts? Well, I don't think that they are taking it very seriously because they have gotten away with lower quality games still selling. That's the whole point of this conundrum is like as a business, do you care? Yeah, sure. There are some, there's some negative sentiment floating around about your games and people are saying certain things, but sales numbers don't lie, you know, people are still buying these games in droves and you didn't do anything. You haven't done anything. So you're basically negatively reinforced for bad behavior. And so I don't think, and it's clear from the statement that they're not taking it seriously because they're still selling a lot. And until that is no longer the case, I don't know if they're going to do much about it, honestly. I don't think they're going to make a big deal about it because that's them admitting that there was a problem. But I do think that they are, will look into some solutions, whether that means lengthening the schedule of, of the, all these brand rollouts, not just the games, because all everything is hooked into when the mm -hmm. new game comes out, when the new generation starts, when all these new Pokemon get out there. That takes time though. Like, you can't just like, oh, well, everything now is just delayed by six months. It's like, it's going to take a while. So yeah. so it's actually good now that there's like no new mainline game announced. If yeah, they want yeah. to, now is the time they can... Relook at that schedule if they were taking it seriously. Right, I mean, they're squeezing out this last DLC, but after that, well, there, there's nothing else. Well, that next game is going to be tied to the new Switch. So but whatever it, day it, that is going to be. But it's not going to be like a launch game necessarily. It doesn't no, have to be a launch gonna game. No, but it's probably going to be November of next year. So they basically have a year to figure it out. Mm, I don't know. I think. I think it's going to. I think there's uh, more, more wiggle here. Than Let's hope so. Let's hope that think. they don't have, maybe they won't have as many like offshoots. I think Detective Pikachu scored poorly on Metacritic as well, right? It did not get a good score. Yeah, that also had some, some technical challenges. Yeah. But the other, I mean, we, we lay out options. Like the other option is, you know, kind of the Call of, da Call of Duty route where you have these support teams and, and these people can operate in the backgrounds. Like Game Freak can still be the lead developer. Mm -hmm. But, you know, these, these technical questions, um, you know, maybe there's other responsibilities. You know, you see, you see it a lot with art generation where you have these, these teams that have very defined roles yeah. helping a main team get something done. That's another thing that they could do, and, and certainly something where Nintendo is well equipped to identify, like, hey, we're bringing in this person to do this and this right. person to do that. Yeah. Because it's one thing for Pokemon to say, like, well, we're unbothered, we're, you know, we're going to live with it. Like, Nintendo is another part of this partnership. I think they're probably a little bit more bothered. Don't you think? 
we hang our hat on quality. Everything we do is so good. Smiles on the faces, etc. Smiles in the bank. I think that. <laughs> Follow the money. <laughs> Smiles on my bank account. In your words, follow the money. Um, um, I don't know. I'm very skeptical, honestly. I, 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 I hate to be a little Debbie Downer on this, but I'm just really disappointed. And I feel like, again, it is so much negative reinforcement. Like, why would you? Like, if, I, I, if it were me, I don't know if I would care, honestly. Uh, if I was making 30, I was making, like, money hand over fist, I don't know. Like, do y'all think that you guys would care? Like you really would if you look in your bank account and you have like billions of dollars? Like, I don't know. Wow, revealing every character flaw that you have right on this I'm podcast. Just, I'm being honest, I'm being for honest. For the world to see. I'm being honest. I, I literally, I don't know if I could trust myself to be like, no, I need to take the moral okay. high ground and fix this thing. Okay. If I'm like a rich, you know? All right, all right. <laughs> I don't know. From one busted game to another, Kayaks asks, in the wake of the Mortal Kombat Switch controversy, fiasco, disaster, cataclysm, etc., <laughs> I was wondering how will Nintendo view this? Obviously, they did not make the game, but when developers releasing a game for a Nintendo system that performs this poorly, it does it does cast a negative light on the console as a whole. Does Nintendo have veto power over AAA games getting released on their console? This was really surprising for me. Like, I just can't believe this got through the process. Who looked at this it seems, game? It seems like the key people on this franchise were not really caring much about this version. What, but what happened? I don't know. And again, it, it you know, so we played the last Mortal Kombat on Switch and it was it was fine. It was not the same as the next gen version. But, but this it, one it was, was, it was just this was, embarrassingly this was, bad. So this needs to, this is something they'll handle uh, carefully. Because you have Warner Brothers, mm -hmm. who is the publisher of this, who is a, a big partner of Nintendo's and one where Nintendo wants to their content. Yeah. To, to, they want them to keep making content exactly. into the future beyond this system that has whatever technical limitations it has. Right. In the future, not maybe the not far flung future, you'll have a new system that, that will, will be, be much, much more, more powerful. Capable. Yeah. So you do want to send a message that this was suboptimal, but you don't want to like drop the you hammer can't, you on You can't them burn that bridge. And be like, you're cut off. Or... It is such like a delicate relationship yeah. kind of relationship thing that you have to dance around. And, but I do think Nintendo is asking the questions like, hey, can we re-examine this process and, and see maybe where some of these things could have been prevented or, or how can we help? How can we, Nintendo, help yeah. to get in front of some of these issues um, or be more prepared? Like, I can see them having those types of conversations, but no, I don't think Nintendo is, like, yelling at them and telling them that they, like, messed up, you know? If I was so. Nintendo, the last straw would have been, because you probably had a feeling, like, mm, this version's a little iffy. Bit Remember, they, so they, they put out, that, like, a launch trailer that had a Steam notification pop up in the Switch version of their launch trailer, oh, yeah. that would have been the last straw. Like, you guys, you jokers. But still, <laughs> you gotta, gotta be nice. Yeah. You gotta be professional. Yeah. It's, you it's have to very, maintain the relationship. It's a very careful, careful balance with these. The Nintendo licensing team are experts at this. Like, they have a really hard job. Like, yeah. sometimes we hear, you know, we would we work with them very closely um, on the marketing side. And a lot of the times they, they, they would, you know, tell us the difficult conversations that they would have to have and how you would need to sort of do it in a way where you can 
preserve the relationship. And that's a very hard line to walk. So I can see it being tough, you know. Yeah, and, and Warner Brothers is still kind of a newer developer. Like sure. they started on, on the Wii U really with a lot of their stuff. Yeah. So I think it's still new enough where it's like, oh, maybe this could go away if we are too aggressive. We want to get the point across, but again, if we're too harsh, like they might just go, forget this. Yeah, like it's not worth our time. We're going to pull an EA and just never make anything for you again. And once you sour it, like EA is still not bad, guys. Like yeah, once you, you sour can't. it, it is really hard to get it back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think I think they know that. Yeah, they lived through the Wii U days. Okay, let me, I guarantee you that they know the sting of not having any partners and just begging people to develop for your platform and uh, and how hard that is. So I, I think, yeah, if given the choice, they'd rather have something that's something, even if it's kind of like bad and yeah. nothing at all. This so. reminded me of something interesting I saw, completely unrelated to Mortal Kombat, but um, on PlayStation, they recently added Roblox. I don't know if you saw yes, that. Yes, I did see that. And Roblox had a really interestingly worded. It was something tweet. like we wanted to we want to make sure this is for like an older audience or something. It was so bizarre. Well, their tweet was like, "Welcome PlayStation to the Roblox family," where it was like they were like the big thing that PlayStation was oh. coming into, not the other way around. I was like, this is such an interesting power struggle where I think we're like, oh yeah, PlayStation is like a huge deal. Like, way to go! You just reached. All the, the and, Roblox and they're is like, way oh, bigger than... We're blessing PlayStation by bringing Roblox. Big Roblox is? It's huge. It's ridiculous. Right. Like, you'd be shocked to see Roblox's, like, monthly active users. It's, like, ridiculous. How many is it? I don't know, but I think it's... <laughs> Got them! It's, like, a lot more than you <laughs> it's think. It's a, a lot. They had another tweet that was, like... Or it was maybe not a tweet, but, like, a quote from the Roblox, like, the head of Roblox or uh -huh. whatever. And they were, like, we're so excited to welcome, you know... To be part of the PlayStation, to to have the PlayStation audience, like we can't make, can't wait to make like Roblox into like a dating sim, or something like that. And that was strange. When are we getting into Roblox? No. We we whiffed on Minecraft. Now it's time to get into what Roblox. Is it? Exactly. Do you? Know? We don't we don't have enough time to okay. get into. Okay, I don't. Because I don't know. <laughs> I know very generally, um, and, and I don't I really, really, I don't really am, want. I'm to not know really more. interested in a Roblox yeah. dating sim. So count me out. <laughs> but we could make it. Our first game. No. Fine. Jason Ball 34 has the next question. I have to imagine Nintendo frowns heavily on using acronyms for its games. I feel like they'd never put out an official tweet or anything saying something like, today is the fifth anniversary of FE3H. But internally, were you guys able to refer to things like BOTW and SM3DW as their acronyms when emailing other employees, making marketing plans, or did you have to spell them out every time? If acronyms were used internally, are there any games where the acronym the public uses is different from the one used internally, and does that cause confusion? I've seen the Link's Awakening remake referred to as both LAHD and LANS online, for example. Thanks. Yes, definitely not in any official communication can there be an acronym used. But internally, we used acronyms. There's a line, though. Like they, yeah. like they ask in a marketing plan. You would not use an acronym. Not in a marketing plan. You would plan. need to use the full title. Name. Or call it like the game or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but in like an email. Yeah, I was going to say Feel email. free. You're in an email, you can say like, you don't have to say like Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. You can just say Smash. Right. Or like, I mean, if you're emailing about you know, the most recent Zelda game that everyone's working on, then I think people already know. If so you, you were emailing Mr. Furukawa, what would you do? Um, I think I would spell out the game. The other move that people would do 
which would sometimes save time, is use the code name. We use the code name a lot. Because yeah. code, code names were sometimes short, shorter. Yeah. So it could just be more efficient. And there were people who would cl clutch onto these code names yeah. for dear life. You shouldn't do that. Which, which, which got out. annoying. Because it's like the game's announced, it's out. Like, yeah. let's, and also, like, stop telling me the code name because I don't do want to accidentally say it. Right, you it might accidentally say it. To the public. Right. Yeah, but there was a, a long list of code names. Um, and sometimes I'm like, what's the, what's that the code name sometimes for again? Sometimes you forget. You like, forget. I don't know. I don't know what, yeah, this, I don't know what is. this is. There was still somebody by the time we left who famously still referred to the Switch as the NX console. On NX console. Stop. Yeah. Stop it. Stop that. I think that person probably still referring it to, yeah. it, to, um, to it as the NX. NX is a cool name though. What if that's just the name of the Switch too? NX. That's cool. I would actually like that. It's very clean. No one would know the inside joke, but. I guess people knew the, the code Everybody name. Everybody knew the NX. Everybody knew the code name. We yeah. did not just reveal the code name for the Switch. That was out Right, there. right, yes. right. That's true. Um, but yes, like, usually people were pretty, you know, pretty, pretty good about either spelling it out or um, or calling it, like, you know, the game or, yeah. or this title or something like that mm -hmm. in, in official company communication. Yeah. yeah. This next question is for you, our Paper Mario expert from Vidge Victor. Yes. We have spoken, and we actually, a few people actually asked this question. We have spoken of Nintendo's openness to being more inclusive, especially when it comes to LGBTQ plus issues. When Nintendo originally released the Thousand Year Door on GameCube in 2004, a member of Mario's party, Vivian, was known to be transgender in the Japanese and most European releases mm -hmm. of the game. Yes. In-game dialogue between Vivian and her sisters indicated this. The dialogue was altered in North America and Germany to remove this fact. With Nintendo's efforts to be more inclusive over the last decade or so, do you think the remaster for Switch will rectify this? I would hate to see Nintendo just use the same exact dialogue from 19 years ago when this would be a great opportunity for them to show their audience that they've grown since 2004. Oh my gosh, yeah, no kidding. Um, I do remember this very clearly. Uh, Vivian um, had a very different dialogue in the Japanese. And I think ma mainly like the Spanish and Italian European languages um, had the, the same dialogue and, and translation as the Japanese one where yeah it was it was very clear that Vivian mm. was transgender um and um she had mean sisters we don't like Vivian sisters anyways um but yeah it, it was it was changed in North America and I think in other like English translation like UK probably had the same as the North American translation as well um I do think, you know, we talk about this, we've talked about this before, but the localization team at Nintendo, they're very, they have a very open line of dialogue with the dev team, and they have continued to really educate the development team um, in Japan about, you know, how to be inclusive, how to, just like what, you know, culturally Japan is very different. So having... But it was... I mean, again, it was not changed in the Japanese release. Well, so I, who who are you speaking with? If like we have to change this in the first place? Well, I, I think maybe I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure if this is exactly what happened because I was not there. I didn't work on this game in 2004. But like in the Japanese translation, I don't know if they knew the significance of having dialogue uh. like that. I think that they probably saw it as a lot lighter than how you know others might perceive mm. this as like oh my gosh it's so amazing that this type of character is being represented i don't i honestly don't think and again i don't know if this is fact 
But I don't think that when they originally wrote the dialogue, it was the reason behind it was like, yes, we're going to go out of our way to, you know, have a, a transgendered character in this game. Like, I don't think that was the intention. I mm. think it was just like dialogue, you know? Um, so again, back to my point is that like, there needs to be education around all of this, right? Like, Culturally, in the U.S., it's a lot different than in Japan. Like, they need to understand the significance of something like this and how and to... And it's a lot different from 2004, too. It's a lot different in 2004. I think there needs to be some sort of, like, acknowledgement and understanding of, like, how to appropriately, you know, represent these types of characters, these types of communities. Um, I absolutely hope, as well, that they are going to, you know, take a very critical eye to this for the remaster. I, I hope that it becomes dialogue and a character that truly um, is is inclusive and, and represent it represents um, you know represents uh, people in this community. Like you know, I, I really hope that that is the case. But I do think that the localization I trust them a lot because the localization team does a really good job and they always have this like very open dialogue with the team in Japan and and they talk about all sorts of stuff like this. Um, so I think that that, that has only gotten better since 2004. Yeah. Um, and we saw this firsthand with a lot, lots of games. Um, and, and so I have high hopes that that is going to continue to be the kind of open discussion that the teams will be having. And yeah, I hope to see like a very well-rounded cast of characters in the, in the remaster for this game. It's going to be fascinating to see for this and Mario RPG where there are changes yeah. in the localizations. Like when we were doing our stream last week, we found a Bruce Lee reference. It's like, well, that's coming out. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Lee's timeless. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, th I do feel like in this case, they will be going back to the original meaning. If only, you know, because like they don't want to deal with the PR story of Nintendo having had an opportunity to be more inclusive. And no, they made this. They, they did it. They did yeah. it. They did it again. They stepped in it again. So yeah, they're yeah. very aware of that. Right. If you want to be more cynical uh, and look at it that way as well. Yeah, but I agree yeah. with everything you said about the localization team. It is going to be interesting to see how, you know, beyond just this, like other, you know, other adjustments, whether big or small, like how mm -hmm. are the longtime fans going to react to those? Yeah. There's a lot of dialogue. Like, oh, no, game. this is not exactly how I remembered it. Right. Whether, you know, again, whether it's tackling a big issue or it's just like a throwaway line. Exactly. That they needed yeah. to and go they, in another direction. They're probably direction. scrubbing through all of that right now because right. things are, times have changed. And there are certain things that, um, you know, you should really be a little bit more critical about when you say it. So, yeah, I'm sure that that work is being done and done very thoroughly yeah i've even been making like a mental note of some things in, in mario rpg of like mm, they're probably gonna change that <laughs> yeah it does feel sometimes there there are like references yeah. and, and jokes that feel a bit like dated right um, right right and that's just a, a a product of of the time and we have all grown and evolved as people and the world has changed so it's good to you know when things like this get remastered it's good to look at it through that lens yeah. too, to make sure it's you know, it's not just hinging on the, the things of the past. Yeah. The last two questions are uh, from the same ilk. They're from Maverick Nate and Paul Gale Network. First, Maverick Nate asks, do you have a go-to Halloween oh costume? What will you be going as this year? And then Paul Gale asks, hey, Kit and Krista, what is the theme you're planning going for with this year's Jack-O-Lantern? For me, it's Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Ooh. Thanks. 
I immediately got anxiety from these questions because I realized I don't have the answer for either. Oh, yeah, we were just talking about this too because it is time to start planning the pumpkin for this year and the costume. I wanted to make you a Baki Chu costume. Well, who's stopping you? Then Not you're, me. You're gonna wear it though, right? Well, you make it? Yeah. Yeah, if I'm you, at if you right now. make it, I'll definitely I'm going to make you like a little overall thing. Okay. And I'm going to cut like a cardboard cloud out yeah. and then put cotton balls on it. And then we're going to put you in the zero G apparatus. No. And see what happens. See what happens. <laughs> and uh, maybe I'll be like a spiny. I'll be this little guy. Okay. Then I can throw you. You can throw me. You can put me on a fishing pole. <laughs> that would be a cute photo, right? Yeah. I think we should try for that. I mean, it's, uh, you, you've got... I got two. You have two weeks, two weeks I have basically. Two, two weekends. Yeah, I can do it on one weeks. weekend, probably. Okay. Both. Things. All right, I look forward to that. Jack o' lantern. So last year, I've done it. I've done game themed jack o' lanterns for several kind years. Kind of now. a long time now. Yeah, me too. Last year, I did Gengar. Gengar was very cute last year. That was a trickier one. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I did Polter Pup last year, which was really fun. I really liked, enjoyed that one. This year. Mario Wonder is a good idea because the but wonder what, but what? the wonder flower would be easy to carve. It's kind of like, is it is it immediately recognizable <laughs> That's though? The thing. I don't it's know. a little bit cheater. It's tough. Um, the other thing that we were looking at the other day was um, the uh, the hand the skeleton hand from Tears of the yes. Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking maybe that would be cool. That and could I could be do neat. like a kind of like a some sort of design around it, so it looks like the little. Yeah. Shrine. I think hand. that could probably be because it already off. looks like a skeleton, yeah. which is really cool. Maybe I can put a green light inside of it. Oh, like a green LED or something. Yeah. So that maybe maybe I can get a green pumpkin. I think there are green pumpkins or a white pumpkin. Oh yeah, they make green pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that maybe that will be the direction this year. That could be it. Huh. We'll see how it goes. If anybody's got a big idea, I'm open. Okay. Leave it. Leave a comment. All right. All right. I need some help. Gosh, I can't believe Halloween's like almost right around the corner. That's so crazy. You gotta do our big Halloween set. I have all the decorations all the stuff from last still? year. Yeah. I picked up a really cool thing. You did? I told you about this. It's um. Oh, a ball, a it, crystal ball with a skull. It's like uh, what do you call those? The uh, snow globes. Snow globes, but it has a skull inside, like a crystal, like a clear skull. And when uh -huh. you press a button. The stuff shoots around, and these like really cool lights Ooh. come put it, we can put come it on up the and table. around. You can have a little seance. Yeah, it's neat. Ooh. It's neat. I love it. I love Halloween. I love the holidays. I'm glad that we have so many upcoming for the eating and the dressing up and the presents. You were so excited to be in Portland, a place that has proper fall. Like you were in your fall outfit. I was. You had some boots on and. I might be in my, oh, it's gonna be like 75 whatever. degrees later this week. So no. Yeah, it's gonna be hot. Um, but may, soon it will be fall and I can fully bust out the fall wardrobe, which is always fun. Anyways, should we shout out some superstars? Let's do it. Here we go. Aaron Hash. Ben Eichhorn. Maru Mayhem. Eigenverse. Kiss my flapjack. Mike Chin. Switching it up. Underscore. You forget Roy Eschke. Oh, sorry. What? <gasps> Roy oh Eschke. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> a phase on. VGM Life. Oh, you're, you're thrown off now. I'm okay. Link, the hero of wins. Angela Bycroft and her pig Molly. Thomas O'Rourke. Kyle LaBeouf. Roberto Nieves. Frederick Uwe Conraxon. Andrew Juhas. Chili. Bruce Dash. And Rain Tech. Okay. Oh, wow. wow. That was... Let's take a deep breath. Here we go. One Up Club. Graduation service. Yes. Aaron Burgundy. Ale Alejandro. Astro Dev. Awesome 46. 
Bad Moon Horizon. Benji B. Blue Yellow Gray. Bookum Dano. Bookishly Fab. Brook Obscura. Brookie Kazooie. Chili Squirrel. Christopher Lay. Captain Alex. Crim Cat. C Roper 17. Dachshund. Doinko. Dolce. Dino Punch. Elite Peach. Sbars 50. Farpree 69. Fairbound. Fernie and Jess Forever. Fox Deploy. Frulio. Garrett Hullfish. Garth the Wolf. Gartooth. G-Sun 101. Heroic. Iris Marin. Jay Rando. Jabroni Jones. Jeffrey Hernandez. Jerry 92602. Jesse Hernandez. John Responte. Jonathan Rowe. Jordan Collette. Jordan Hemmerly. Joshua Clements. Juji Fruit. Just Camtro. Justin Leminger. Kawa 2796. Keith Kwan. Kevin Delane. Kilo Kibo. Christorati Kid. Christopia Party with me. Kyle Gamer Barry Rookie. Kyle Kretzer. Linnell Stickman. Lit. Luminous. Mad Dog 5981. Magnificent EZG plus Cowley Marie. Marky Man 64. Mecha Dragon 101. Megan. Michael Cravens. Mikey. Motomania. Mr. Andy Palm. Mr. Beans and Dip. MSM Poke Gamer. My Tran. Nameless Hero. Nasir. Nathan Burkhart. Nick E. Ninja 11. Panda Buns. Pangy. Paul C. Pace. Paul Gale Network. Prime Factor. Prince Charmless. Raver. Ryoth One. Rob Osborne. Rocks. Ryanetta. Sharif Jackson. Sheer Cold Vanilla. Shinryu. Slowbro. Silly Ferret. Snoggle. Spicy Munchkin. Steel's Trone. Sunny Gadura. Terra Storm. The Shark Among Men. Tom's Alvarez. Three Rivers. Hoover Schmofer. Travis Torline. Trajawi. Tug's Puppy Bear. Tuskoob. Tyler Geis. Fendez. Video Game Stupid. Viridian. Virtual Bot. Weep Kingdom. W.G. Grizzy. Wicked Davy. Will Johnson. Zutiverth. Zelgara. Zapandi. And Zroid. Yay. We got a lot of time with Aaron Burgundy at Portland. We did. Aaron nice. Burgundy and his entire beautiful family. It was fun. Yeah. It was really fun. I love seeing you guys at shows. That was like the best. That maybe was the show where we interacted with the most people who came yeah. up to us, which is great. I love it. It's so nice when people come up and say hi and, and uh, take photos and yeah, we, we love doing that. So if you ever do see us, come say hi. You're not as mean as you look. I'm very nice. Look at this face. <laughs> look at this face. All right, don't forget to subscribe to us on Patreon. We are patreon.com slash Kit and Krista. If you're watching this on video on YouTube, you can go ahead and subscribe, give this video a thumbs up, and also leave a comment. And if you're listening on audio, you can also subscribe, leave us a five-star rating, and a written review if you please. Please. And we're also on the socials. We're Kit and Krista on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and still threads, somehow. Hanging on by a threads. Oh, gosh. It's awful. Still there, though. All right. Back next week with big, huge, deep Mario Wonder impressions. Hopefully, after you listen to this podcast, you're playing the game. Um, so tell us in the comments what you think of it so far, and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.